Hello and everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hiya. Ah, Nathan. Good evening. How are we chaps? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, for uh, a weekend that suddenly turned very cold. Mm, that's been a bit nippy, hasn't it? Mm, bit I don't like it. As we say around here. I don't like it. Don't well, like it's it. nothing that a blueberry maple stout won't fix, so it's all good. Is it working for you? I'm warm. Jolly good? I guess it is then. Yes. Warm and jolly. jolly. Let's get a round of them in. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to the news then? Because, holy crap, there is so much to talk about. We are spoiled for choice. I've yeah. never I've never known a Fortnite like it. Yeah, it's because there's so much, we've had to forego the usual Hall of Fame that we usually do, because there's just going to be so much to talk about. But mm-hmm. shall we begin with probably the biggest leak in video game history? Yeah. Arguably, but let's go for it. No, I, I think the size of this game it is. Well, it's the game that we thought had never come. Yeah. So, a user called Teapot Uber Hacker leaked 90 videos of test footage from GTA 6 on the GTA forums website, totaling 3 gigs worth of data. And he's, he also claimed to have had GTA 5 and 6 source code and assets and the GTA 6 testing build. Apparently there were screenshots of the um, cancelled Red Dead remaster as well. Don't know if you saw them. But I heard that was a thing as well. I didn't see any evidence of that myself. I saw screenshots going around, but I don't know whether they were official or if it was like someone had um, potentially photoshopped something, but right. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, he then said that he wanted to negotiate a deal with Rockstar. Do you think that was going to go well for them? Well, of course not. I, mean... I think the first mistake was them saying that they had the source code. You knew it were over after that point. They were going to go after him with vigour. Yeah, take two, Rockstar. Quite litigious. Yeah, don't, don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. But the um, the leak did seem to confirm things we had heard before. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. Yes. I uh, believe the first one was that we're getting two protagonists. And yeah. for a series first, one of them will be a female protagonist. So... Yeah, so basically a male and a female, similar to Bonnie and Clyde. I think that's the, the story. That's what yeah, I think that's what for, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it was confirmed to be set in Vice City, which I think we expected as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. To have it confirmed, I'm glad. But it looks like it's set in modern time. Unless you've got any other impressions. I thought it looked modern. Yeah, I think they're just keeping with the current gen how everything's going kind of the i suppose this the, the hd era of grand theft Auto. everything's in modern times and apparently it was real that the names of the characters are jason and lucia mm. did you read about like the reaction online to this there seems to be a lot of like celebratory feelings like people saying rockstar deserve this which i don't yeah really I buy s- I, I saw that about where it was kind of like, oh, finally they've, they've confirmed it. You know, Rockstar have been... But they already had confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They, they, told us they confirmed that they were working, working on it. it, but they, you know, obviously they would show it when they felt ready to yeah. show it. Just to be told that it was happening, surely it should have been enough. Mm. Well, 
I just thought people started being a bit entitled. It's all very odd. It's probably it's probably some of the sort of bad feelings that kind of Rockstar brought recently, you know, of kind of not doing much of Red Dead. All the focus went to GT Online, supposed scrapped um, single player DLC that was coming for GTA five. And then they do you see a definitive trilogy? Yeah, as as well. I'm sure there was a lot of kind of but things people were like clamoring and saying, Oh, is GTS gonna happen? And then they announced it. So surely they just go, Oh right, okay, you've announced it now. We're, we're gonna trust your plans in the future then. Because we know it's coming. You'd think so. In a uh in an op- optimistic world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um but no, but I, I just we've been spoiled by this, I think. Just, I don't. I don't think we have, because apparently the build is from around three years ago. No, but the, my, my point is that I remember when like the trailer just dropped. I remember when the GTA 4 trailer dropped, and mm. I didn't know anything about it before. And it had that. It was, it was just like showing like the city and cars driving around, and it had the Philip Glass music in the background, and it was all very epic. Mm. And then I remember when Red Dead 2 got announced. And all that happened is that they just put a picture up on their social media, which was just like like silhouettes on yeah, the, the silhouettes sun. of the gang. Yeah. yeah, on the sun, and everyone's just like going crazy. And now this 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 is what we've our first look at this. I just it leaves a sour taste. I think not not a fan. Yeah, it's it's almost like the 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 hype and surprise around once they were going to find the reveal. It's going to not be as big as what it should be, really, because of this now. Yeah. And what I didn't get is also people saying, oh, it looks awful. It's like, what? It was a pre-alpha build. Oh <laughs> Did people God. not understand this? Well, that's it. Some and, people are just dumb. And for your pre-alpha <laughs> build, it looked great. That's yeah, it. I thought it looked fine. If anything, it looked pretty much on par with what we got with GTA 5, but a bit better. But you got to remember, if that were three years ago, they probably would have been working to maybe PS4, Xbox One architecture. Never mind yes. what they can do now. Mm. Yeah, apparently it was. It was. They think it was from like 2019 on PS4 or something like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't understand people's thoughts process around this. But did you see the um, like other game developers? They, uh they started revealing like their pre-alpha footage of games they'd released before. That was mm. pretty good. You know, like solidarity with them. So like yeah, uh, I think if if I recall what what this actually started out as being was, I think there was like a tweet going around that was sort of like somehow trying to argue that um, when when in game dev like graphics are the first thing. Was yeah. Done. Oh, so like, they're, yeah. they're already going like, oh, the graphics look terrible and there's no game improved and then. Yeah. Graphics happens first, devs, and then everything else yeah, happens after. And then, like, all so. the devs like came out and it's like, this is why pre alpha look like. It looks yeah. shocking. <laughs> yeah. I liked. I quite liked the one of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, where it didn't show yeah. Aloy. It was a bloke with a gun. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the first look at the, um, the Thunderjaw. Thund- Thunderjaw, wasn't yeah. it? Where it just, just like, like blocks. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a Lego block. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. that I really blocks. liked the, um, the Uncharted 4 one. The, did you mm. see the where there was like the build for the car chase and how yeah. how they all put it together? That one looked pretty good. Yeah. Just what Mark said, it reminds me of what uh, they did for the Tony Hawk Pro Skater like like pitch. They had Bruce Willis on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, should have Bruce Willis 
running around my sitter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, following all that, obviously, Take Two started issuing DMC uh, takedowns. Completely unsurprising. Yeah. And then the following day after it happened, uh, Rockstar did ac- acknowledge the leak and released a statement, which is as follows. Uh, we suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and, of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. The Rockstar Games team. A concise statement, I think. That's... Yeah. Just imagine if they come out and said, right, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's all cancelled. You've ruined it for yourself. Yeah, this is what you get. Well, there was a lot of fears that they would um, push development back and uh, suppose release date because of this. A lot but, of people fear of it. Well, the thing is, they haven't announced the release date anyway, so they, they could, and nobody would be the wiser, would they? So Yeah, yeah it's possible. But do we think this is actually true, or do you think they're just trying to save face? I'm saying it's not going to affect uh, development? I don't sure, think it's going to do affect development. I, I think well, it'll, it'll, it'll affect they'll something. Yeah. They'll have a roadmap in place, and they'll keep that roadmap. It doesn't matter if one person leaks it and they get this feedback. Rockstar will do whatever they're going to do anyway. Basically, I think it's... Was it infiltrated through Slack? Is that what it was? Yes, yeah. I think now, that's like their... Um... Is that some sort of remote oh. thing? It's I what like they to communicate Slack. and yeah. kind of trade like code and things. But I think because it went through that, they, they think it might affect you know, like work at home practice and things like that. So it's going to help... Mm. Obviously, if it developed, yeah, it sense. could do, it could very well do. I think that'll be a shame because I think, well, yeah, as we've seen over the last few years, I think all developers have um, been able to adapt to hybrid working. So, but I think uh, th- this was always going to be kind of a bit of a threat, I suppose. Now it's a little bit, it could be easier to be able to do that kind of stuff. So now you've got to be sort of more aware on what you're actually sharing through, yeah. So, but, um. Back to the hacker themselves. They were offering to sell the GTA 5 source code and assets for no less than five figures, they said. I mean, five figures. I mean, Only five? Think, think, think I thought it would be like seven at least. Yeah, it's just gone cheaper. I mean, apparently he's 17 years old, so I bet he was thinking like, yeah, let's get 10 grand or something. Uh, 10 grand. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's decided not to sell the GTA 6 co- code at the moment. Is that because maybe you didn't actually have it? Who knows? Mm. Um, but did you did you hear about this other story? So uh, apparently somebody attempted to buy the GTA 5 source code uh, for 100 grand, right? And it was through a Bitcoin purchase, and the sale went through. Only for to the hacker to reveal it wasn't actually them. What? So somebody has got scammed <laughs> out $100,000 by somebody else pretending to be the hacker. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you mentioned uh, it's thought he's a 17-year-old kid uh, from mm. the, here in the UK. 
But apparently they think he's part of the lap, Lapsus dollar sign. I, I don't know how you pronounce this. Lapsus ransomware gang. And apparently he was arrested earlier this year for something as well. Something, All right. something else. Um, but then he had a falling out with his associates and they doxed him. Yeah. So I guess he parted ways for them. And then, as you mentioned earlier, he's he's been arrested. Mm. Assuming this is the, the, the person. I don't know. Well, it's alleged, isn't it? I think they need to yeah. investigate. So the, yeah. Quite a story. Quite a story. Mm. Be very interested to see where this goes. Well, I will say yeah. of, of some of the the videos that I did see, I was I was quite impressed with the interactions and animations in it so far. There, there was one way it's inside the car, and you could you could sort of do all sorts in the car, like pull the screen. Sunscreen thing, yeah. protector thing yeah, yeah. down. You pull that down and up, and, and go into like the glove compartment and all that kind of stuff. That was, it was quite impressive. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be probably the biggest game ever once it does come out. I can imagine. Mm. Do you want to talk about a Nintendo Direct? A new Nintendo Direct. Ooh. So it's like one one every month now. It feels like it. <laughs> it does, yeah. It does seem quite regular, doesn't it? <laughs> Mm. We've been starved of them for so long, and now they're <laughs> popping them out yeah, in a couple of months. Like... They're like buses, aren't they? That's it. Yep. We always turn up at once. So come on, regale me with what happened in this Nintendo Direct. So the first thing that interested me was that It Takes Two is coming to the Switch. Now, it's probably the best two-player game that I've ever played. And I would advocate anyone to play it, whether it be with your brother or sister or spouse. Definitely a a really good game. I know that you played a bit of it as well, Matt, and hopefully we enjoyed what you played so far. Um, But yeah, me and my wife played it, and I think as it's coming to Switch, it'd be a really good experience for people to play. And... As it was with the PlayStation and Xbox variants, if you, one person buys the game, you'll be able to play with somebody else for free online. So that's good. Uh, so that's going to be out on the 4th of November on the Switch. Um, I think one thing that interested me from the Direct um, was a rhythm game that's based on the Final Fantasy series. Uh, so I think it was called... Theatre Rhythm or something like that. I'm sure I've butchered that uh, that word, but uh, Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line. So basically a rhythm game that kind of goes through, um, I think, most of the Final Fantasy music, um, which I really enjoyed as a when I spoke about kind of a bit of a review that I did for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I thought music was one of the strongest points um, for the game for me. So going through that would be pretty cool, and then I think they've got they've got also got a couple of um, other Square Enix series in there. I think there was the Near series, and a couple of others as well. That top of my head is not coming to me straight away. So, but that looked pretty good. Uh, I believe that's coming out on the 16th of February next year. Cool. There was another rhythm game there called Fist of the North Star. But I'm really bad at within games, so I was like, don't think this one's for me. But one <laughs> thing that was quite unique about that is that apparently it was going to teach you how to box. So there was that little quirk mm. to it, which was, which was pretty cool. 
Right, what I'm, what I'm going to get into now is one of the many farm games that we saw as part of this direct. Yeah, there was a uh, good few of them. I, I don't know what it is. It used to be fishing, now it's farming. Now it's farming, that's it. Well, you could probably do farm. fishing in, in the games as well, probably. Yeah. 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 So this particular one that, that caught my eye was um, Story of Seasons, The Forgotten Valley. I think that was the first of the farming games that we saw. So, well, what can I say? It's a farming game. The premise of the story is, is that your dad hands over a farm to you, which, in my opinion, is a bit of a curse because it's hard work working a farm. But True. in that, what you can do is you do your farm work in the day, but you can also talk to the townspeople. You can get married and start a family. So it's multi-generational. So it's like if, say, Sims met farming a bit more. That's how I'd explain it. And then, depending on how your son or daughter grows up, you can potentially pass the farm on to them, depending on how you influence them in their life. So I thought that was fairly interesting. Guide them spin. away from the farming. Yeah, that's, you know that's what, what I would do. I'd be like, listen, yeah. mate. Go I'm find a real 12 job. 12-hour days. Your mum don't love me anymore. Get a job in the city. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Go pull um, the big books. <laughs> that, that's it yeah and, and pay me out of this farm so i can yeah. retire <laughs> um but yeah that, that one actually um looked pretty good due to the story elements that are there so I'd be interested to maybe give that one a go yeah mm, yeah there's there's quite a few that i thought i had a an interesting kind of twist on the on the genre i think there was one we'd seen previous that got sort of a new look at it was harvestella along from Square Enix, where it's kind of, you do stuff in the day and then at night. Um, no, sorry, I think it was like, you do stuff through seasons and then there's like a particular season that's like, all these monsters start kind of coming out and affecting the town and you've got to like, uh, essentially kind of save them from destroying the kind of town and stuff that you've done. That seemed quite interesting. And then the next one that I found intriguing was another new look at Bayonetta 3. Oh, yeah. wonder why you like that. So, one, well, because I played the first game and I completed it, and I think it's a pretty good hack and slash and shut up for pointing obvious other stuff. Um, so I was just going to say that bit that you said, Matt. I don't know what you Yeah, yeah, sure. No, of course. Um, no, but it looks it looks pretty good. Um, I like. I've not played the second one, so I kind I need to get through that at some point. So I want to know a little bit more about the story and stuff. But no, the the gameplay looks pretty solid as always. Um, very sort of smooth. Like to see more of the the combos and then like what other kind of new weapons and, and stuff that's going to come out for it. But no, it's uh, it looks very good. Yeah. Another another one of the games that it's it's a game that's been on other platforms, but it just nudged me to say buy me Nathan. It's Sifu, but I've never found it for the price that's right for me because that's mm. going to be coming out on Switch as well on the eighth of November. It's free. Not free. Yeah. <laughs> right. My my price right. is a pound. If I can find it in a charity shop for a pound, then I'll buy it. So come on, somebody. Best of luck with that one. No, in all realism, if if I could find it for twenty quid, I'll buy it at twenty pound. But it's still just a bit too high right now. But yeah, every time I say it, it looks really good. I mean, I don't think I'd be good at it because I'm not very good at fighting games. And for Sifu, it seems like you've got to have some semblance of skill. 
um, to learn the moves and kind of learn from your mistakes as you die and keep going back older. And um, but yeah, just whack, just whack it on the new easy mode they've, they've added. Yeah, that, that's true. They created a mode for me, so maybe it won't look too bad. <laughs> no, it's not super then. easy. Yeah, where the, where they don't attack you and you can attack them. <laughs> that's called cheating. Can I talk about a game? Yeah. Ooh, go on. The one called Oddballs. You remember this one? Yeah, there's like the little kind of pie game. Yeah, so it's um based on like dodgeball. Yes, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's a game called Stickballs that I've got for PS4. And it, it looks pretty much identical to it. And I don't know if it's from the same developer or it's just okay. a blatant ripoff. But Stickballs is quite good. But yeah, very interesting. Mm. I have to look that up. One that I got interested in, we've seen it showed off a little bit more of as well, was Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. This is the remake of the PSP game, if I recall. But it looks as though they're kind of updating the gameplay mechanics with it. They're sort of incorporating some of the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff of like being able to have kind of um, more of a I suppose, like, in the case of, like, Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, it's more action RPG than sort of a true kind of, you know, turn-based stuff. But it looks pretty good. Um, I like the look of it. Um, I want to know more about the story itself, because I'm always interested with anything Final Fantasy VII related. So, yeah, look forward to that. I think this is the first time we got a release date as well, which is going to be 13th of December this year. Mm. Not too far, then. Nope. What did you think to Atelier Riser 3, Alchemist of the End, and The Secret Key? I've got nothing to say about this game at all, but apart from that's one of the silliest names I've ever seen in gaming. That's tame. What is that? <laughs> what? I've heard worse. <laughs> Come on, this is, this is like cliche anime tile. Well, yeah, I so. guess so. What were they thinking? There'd like to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Funnily enough, I've I've got the first game on Switch. Um, that's got, like a, it's like just, got a really a silly, silly tagline. Yeah, let me let me see if I can read how small it is. Sorry, <laughs> it must be mad. Does it even fit on it? Just about. So it's it's the was it's Altier Riser, Ever Darkness, and the Secret Hideout. Yeah, that tells me yeah, a lot. That's <laughs> That's, that might be Sorry, that's going to be way too long. I should find the box. So it's something, something, and always the secret something. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, seems legit. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, this has got totally no relevance, but anyway. Um, one game that I found surprising was Project Zero, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. So this was the one where Luna visits an abandoned hospital to fact looking for her lost memories. Now, Personally, I don't know why she'd go to an abandoned hospital looking for her memories, but hey-ho, you do what you need to do, Luna. And she uses this camera to take pictures, and there's also entities within this hospital as well, so it's a bit of a horror. So, oh, I'll, Fatal Frame. A little bit like that. I remember seeing this trailer and thinking the music did not fit the tone of that trailer. No, it was a bit strange, yeah. Hmm. It's a bit like the first Sonic uh, trailer for the movie. 
That did not fit at all. <laughs> Neither did Sonic. <laughs> true. Yeah, that is true. It did. They were perfect. And everyone ruined him. Stop it. Shut up. Ugly Sonic. Yep, that's what he's officially known as. <laughs> Sexy Sonic. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty good. Um, and that's our early 2023. So if I want to scare myself silly, I will give that one a go. Shout, you talk about all the new uh, Nintendo 64 announcements that's coming to the Switch Online. Yeah, we had a few. Mm. There was a lot, weren't there? So I believe confirmed that this year is uh, Pilot Wings 64, uh, yeah. Mario Party 1 and 2 are coming this year. And then next year, we're going to have Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, which I'm very excited for. I love the Pokemon Stadium games. 1080 Snowboarding, which I heard it was a pretty good snowboarding game for the Nintendo 64. And Excite by 64 as well. And then um, the big one. But that wasn't it. No, no. Wasn't it the biggest one that we thought would never happen in our entire lives? Perfect Dark. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was Golden Eye 64. It's, it's finally coming back. Pierce Brosnan is making his blocky head return to Nintendo. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, it's going to include online play. It is, yes. And what also kind of got stealthily announced as well, outside of the direct, is that it is coming to Tiny Xbox. Odd Job. And also Tiny Odd Job is also yes. coming to Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Although I don't I'm believe not. they announced that that had online play. Can't be too sure. Uh, I'd be surprised. If I'd it be didn't. surprised if it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Um, It'd be a bad move if it didn't. <laughs> but I believe that um, I don't know if this will be the same for both systems, but it's going to be like a HD version. So you know the one that they released on Xbox Live Arcade that they had oh, at yeah. the time. Um, that one's coming. Um, so and then it's also got the one where the um, it's got modern first-person shooter controls so aiming on the right stick moving the left stick because for the life of me i do not want to go back to n64 controls thank you very much use the one analog stick <laughs> i would not i would like not to do that so was there anything else that interested you guys well there's a new sport coach to nintendo switch sports isn't there there is mm, yes the return of a classic better bit of golf mm. I'm excited about it, but for me, golf was probably one of the weakest sports on the original Wii Sports for me. I don't know why, I just didn't really get on with it that much. Hmm. I always liked the tennis and bowling, they were always my favourite ones, but I'm still excited for it to be coming, to give it a go, because you can do a 21-hole course, can't you? So, lots of stuff there. Hmm. 21? Also... Yeah, Wait, 21? I thought it said Would 21. Would it not be 18? Three extra holes or somewhere. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Nintendo being <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, I do like the online aspect of it though, where it's um, you're playing against. I think it's sort of like seven of us, and it might be an eight-player one. It's like those will get eliminated with the like lowest um, score, kind of get eliminated, and then like you carry on mm. and holes. That that'd be quite interesting. It's, that's a bit like what they did with the bowling, though. Made it more. I don't yeah. say battle royale style, but uh, like heat style. Everything's a battle royale. It's so. the new Dark Souls. Yeah. 
just some other things that interest me. Um, they're bringing Resident Evil Village to Switch. Cloud Edition. Cloud Edition. Um, yeah. But every time anyone says Cloud Edition, it just kills me a little bit inside. It does. Give me that Switch Pro. It, it'd be it'd be cool to to obviously have Village on uh, Switch as well. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be be cool. Lady Um, D in all the 720p glory. Wonderful. Uh, So there's also a free demo that's out already, which uh, which is cool. The Winter's Expansion Pack is also coming to Switch. I think that's coming later than it is for the current-gen versions, I think. I think it was announced to be 2nd December. Um, But not just Village coming. Pretty much every last gen resident evil is also coming so you've got resident evil 7 you've got resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 but the, and they're all cloud versions so they'll be coming out also sometime later this year so what about what they finished with mm, what did they finish with the legend of zelda yes they finally gave a name to it they did they given it a name what name was that the name that the UK people would not want to hear at the time, which I think was the reason why they didn't live stream it <laughs> in the UK, even though you could watch it anyway. I didn't, I didn't even make the connection. Yep, yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, yep, yeah, okay, I can see maybe why they might have done that. <laughs> so it is called uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And we got a pretty, pretty short gameplay of kind of some of the stuff that's going to be happening um very much take breath of the wild and then just add floating islands to it and there you go there's a new game yeah so breath of the wild in the avatar world yes minus yeah. the, you lost me with that one i mean i can see yeah, where you're the, going with that the minus, the yeah, yeah, minus the smurfs yeah minus the smurfs yeah, yeah. um but i mean there's some little interesting story bits at the start of it, which I'm sure many YouTubers are going to pick apart. Um, it, with the name of it, I feel like this is going to be the middle of the Breath of the Wild trilogy, with it being Tears of the Kingdom and the mural opening with, like, kind of a war going on. I feel this is going to be the dark bit of the trilogy. It I just could don't, see doesn't it. seem very hopeful, yeah. does it? It seems bleak. I mean, sort of Breath of the Wild. No, but you beat Ganon at the end. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. Ah, oh, cheers. You beat the bad guy. But well, then he comes back in the second one. Yeah, well, he always comes back. So, I mean... Link needs to stop in a posse and just put him down. Well, he does. And then each time Ganon finds a way to come back, so... <laughs> but well, yeah, apart, apart from, like, the, the start bit, you had Link jumping off a podium... And then flying around on this, what I can only describe as a giant hoverboard. That was cool. Yeah, you, you could call it a hoverboard. Hoverboard? Um, I'm sold. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes, so I get him a switch, switch now. Right, that's it. We've got uh, gold tonight. Yeah. And now this. And <laughs> now we've got gold. Perfect. Um, I mean, I think there's some other stuff as well. Like the, uh, I want to say it was perhaps using a, the status power that, you know, he was, he was on the, the thing that was going up into the, yeah, into yeah. the flowing things. Oh, yeah, um, they were a bit of climbing after that as well, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of climbing. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I, 
seeing the Master Sword in the logo for the game, uh, a bit worse for wear, giving me some some interesting vibes on what what could be going on there. But nope, that was the that's that's what we got, and we also got released it. And when's that? That is the twelfth of May next year. Pretty close to my birthday, actually. So, not telling you guys what you should get me. <coughs> anyway, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yep, just like this year. That's that's Friday. And every other year that you. Friday the twelfth. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We keep giving you the gift of our friendship. That's it. Another year to the Nathan and Mark subscription. That's yeah. very costly normally, but we give it you free charge, mate. Shall we move on to the PlayStation State of Play? Ooh, yes. What what, yeah. what happened there? Quite a lot in a very short amount of time. Mm. It's only about twenty minutes long. But yes. action not, packed. Not as, uh, not as, as long it. as the direct, but certainly is just as See, chunky. That's what, that's what we want for these showcases. You know, just short, keep it, snappy. Yeah, a yeah. few good games, and that's all we want. Yeah. So it kicked off with Tekken 8. This mm. looks amazing. The punches look so heavy. Fighting in the rain. Partial yeah, cool, transformations. It? it did look great. So, so it was uh, Jin, Kazama, and Kazuya Mishiba battling during a storm. Mm. And that looked epic. You can see the water dripping off of their pulsating bodies. So they had like lightning effects, wind, rain. Pretty cool. It did look really good. I'll say that I did play Tekken 7, yeah. So. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can skip that. Most of it's yeah. DLC. Well, let's be honest. It's probably going to be the same here, isn't it? Let's not kid ourselves. I'm upset now. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's, it's best. probably going to be the same. Kuma in. How can you not rate a Kuma? Uh, I do. I'll wait for the definitive edition with everything all downloaded one day. But then we got um, a VR game. We did. VR too. Star Wars VR game. Yes. Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition. Yeah, is this already out somewhere? Because I don't recall it. I think so. I recognise the name. But with it saying Enhanced Edition, I'm fairly sure it must have. They didn't give us the original. They they just skipped straight to the Enhanced Edition. (laughs) Well, I know the... Isn't there the tour that you can go on at um, Disney... Yeah, the galaxy. That's edge. that's the galaxy's edge, isn't it? So yeah, not quite sure what the story is in this, but who would walk want to walk around the Star Wars universe in VR? They had blaster shooting. We saw some of that. Yeah, love that. Mm. And you you met R two D two and C three PO. There's also a character that's from I think it's Star Wars Rebels. The um, I've got the one, the one that was wearing the goggles. That you find in the door, he seems to be kind of stuck in there, and you blow him oh, up. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, he looks like the... you're just about to shoot him. Yeah, then yeah. Like, oh. That was cool. And then we had another VR game, didn't we? We did. What? How, how do you pronounce this one? Is it Demio? Uh, Demio. Yeah, Demio, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. Basically, like a like a, a VR take on a tabletop Dungeons and Dragons game, almost. Um, I thought it, it looked actually quite interesting how it's uh, you've got like a you can have like two I think it, it, it seems to be like you can have two views so you've got kind of the one kind of traditional over the top you you can move your pieces around and stuff and then there's the one sort of within the sort of board itself so you can do stuff like find the enemies and 
trying to get out the or escape, perhaps. Can't be too sure. But it's co-op, so that'd be fun. Yeah, it looks interesting. Personally, I just thought it looked like mythical Yu-Gi-Oh, but that's just me. This is what I thought. You know what? It really made me think like Yu-Gi-Oh and VR would absolutely work, and Konami should do that if they want a lot of money from me personally. Yeah, that's it. I'd, I'd buy that too, to be honest. I'd, I'd be all over that. Just to be like in the world, like putting cards down and seeing the massive monsters come out, that'd be insane. And then you look down at your arm, the dual disc is there. You can draw with your other hand. This yeah. is, yes. See, free free yeah. money, Konami. Don't don't be running away. You've got two people. You got hundred quid yep. from me and Matt. There we go. Yep, there you go. <laughs> this next one. Oh, I was out of my seat for this next one. So was I. When, I, really when I first saw it, I didn't know what it was until I saw the tiger, and I'm like, it's it's definitely... It took it to the tiger? Yeah. So, should, oh, should have been... Oh, well, you, you've only played one of the games, and he's not really into I played it, so. the best one that's of this mean, ne- yeah, the namesake sure. of this game. Mm-hmm. So, so, like a dragon, Ishin. Yes. With an exclamation mark. Oh, it's of course. Like it's got to be. <laughs> For me, this is the the highlight, absolutely. Especially it's the Yakuza series crossed with like a samurai story, basically. Yeah. Samurai Yakuza. Let's just go with that. But they said this this was a thing that only existed in Japan, didn't they? Yeah. It and is, this was yes. built so, up. Yeah. So um, the original game is actually like a dragon Ishin in Japan. It only came out in Japan, but it came out on the PS3 and PS4. So it's actually a uh, from the ground up remake of the original game right so that's what it is and there's an interesting tidbit on this as well is that apparently all the future yakuza games will be called like a dragon now yeah Mm -hmm. to fall in line with how they are in japan yeah because in japan the they were originally called and it's ryu ga gotoku or something like that and that's translation is like a dragon, like a dragon. Basically. yeah um but when it came out in the west i think the sega localization team were like that's a confusing name yeah yakuza. no one knows what that is people <laughs> yeah. know the yakuza so let's just go with it yeah yeah but i still think it's a pretty good like name for a series so. yeah and that comes out in everyone's favorite gaming month february yeah yeah now we didn't know why it was getting stuck <laughs> before but now we do yeah <laughs> See, told you, told you February was going to be stacked this year. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, so that's coming out on PS4 and 5. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to mm. be great. That's going to be great. Very but what about this other, the next one? So a bit more of Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I didn't know what it was really when they first did it. I'm like, is it Hogwarts Legacy? Because all they're doing is talking about the shop. Yeah, so basically they're talking about it was like a PlayStation exclusive bits, weren't it? That's what they were on about. Mm. So they've got the, the Haunted Hogsmeade Shop exclusive quest on PlayStation. Looks a bit creeper. They're like you're being attacked by mannequins. Yeah. Which mm. are always creeper. My favourite enemies. Oh, yeah, we saw some yeah, creepy was, crawlies on there. There. Was, there was a glimpse of those yeah. creepy crawlies, weren't there? Yeah. But you mentioned that um, there's a... a on PlayStation, I presume. An additional dungeon, shopkeepers, cosmetic kit, and in-game Hogsmeade shop. What any of that actually is, I haven't got a clue. But there you go. 
that's what you get, PlayStation owners. Do you like post-apocalyptic games? I certainly do. Then this next one might have interested you. Pacific Drive. Hmm. A curious looking game. Very, yeah. So it's like some bloke was driving along in a car. And there's like a ta- there was a Tannoy announcement in the background, weren't there? Saying Yeah. You're in the exclusion zone, you're on private property or somewhere, some, somewhere or other. It's it said Leave. you are in the bounds of the Pacific exclusion zone. And the first time I listened to it, I thought it said you're in the bounds of the Olympic exclusion zone. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and then you were saying bolt sprints out. <laughs> and then when they were saying like it's set in the the Pacific, and I'm like, right, that makes a bit more sense. I'll change my notes. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it seems to me driving through this post-apocalyptic world in this. Like 1970s family car, by the looks of it, yeah. getting attacked by goodness knows what. Yeah, there was some like warning on the radio thing, and then he just pelted it in his car, didn't he? And they were like some sort of green energy field things that were coming up on the road or something. Yeah. I, d- I don't really know what it was. And then there was some spinny wheelie drill thingy bob that went mm. flying across the road, a lot of wind, and then they crashed. Pretty much it, weren't it? So yeah, I I don't think this gave me post-apocalyptic vibes as much as it felt more think? like no, it felt more like War of the Worlds. Okay, yeah. I had like a really a very kind of alien kind of invasion esque kind of feel to it. But I think that might be just because of like also t- towards the end you kind of see there's like a a large beam coming down from somewhere that seems to be doing some damage. And that's where, like, the tile logo appeared at some point. So mm. I think it feels more kind of just kind of extraterrestrial stuff's going down and you have to sort of get away from it, basically. E.T.'s gone rogue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Then we got some more information about the PlayStation Stars uh, mm. reward system. Yeah. We got kind of a release date. And a little bit more information uh, about what it was. Yeah, so it's basically a sneak peek of like digital collectibles you can get. Not NFTs. No, not NFTs. <laughs> what? <Sorry. laughs> but they're basically like representations of like game characters and old consoles and things like that, weren't it? Old PlayStation consoles. Yeah. It is, they were just a bit like the things you got in um... Astrobot. Astrobot, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. That went nice. Wandering around that museum. You didn't want about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be good if they um, made like a VR like version of of that. Do you know what? For good. all these collectibles, you'd have your own like little museum where you can walk around it and have a look. That'd be nice. PSVR two green. Why can't they update Astrobot? Mm. I'd like to see that. But anyway, we we, we digress. It'd be even better <laughs> with the VR and the haptic feedback as well. That it. Oh yes. Anyway, actually, they've probably already worked on a new game, so. Well, maybe. It's, it's, been, it's been quite a few years, so. But they said it will roll out in some Asian regions in late September. Very vague. Followed by the Americas and Europe in the following weeks. Yeah. So, no, no definitive so, things. So, well, so just, some it's going to happen, sure. <laughs> some point next month, yeah. we'll have it. Say. What do we think of this next game? Sin Duality. Yeah, mech mining and fighting game out 2023. 
Skip. Cool. I was only interested. Fair enough. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. Go on, Matt, if you, if you want to. I, I thought I actually quite like the look of it. Um, I always like mech games and stuff, and I feel like mechs crossed with almost like Minecraft, strangely enough, the collecting of the materials and stuff. We've added third-person combat, so I like the look of it, and it was very anime, so that's very me. So That put me off it, to be honest. Yeah, well, no one cares about what you think. Anyway. <laughs> hey, the six people out there listening to this podcast beg to differ. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you were maybe interested in this next game, perhaps. What, Stellar Blade? Yes. Not really, because it also looked like anime. You watch anime more than me. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just baiting you. It, it did actually look quite good. It was it was a bit busy. It it did seem like a, a bit of a like a dystopia Earth where the humans have gone into hibernation due mm. to these creatures coming out, and you've got to basically fight these giant creatures, but very anime esque. And it looked like it had some sort of, from what I could see, obviously hack and slash elements to it, and potentially yep. JRPG. Just, um, but that's just what I'm getting from the art style. Yeah, could and be. The, saying that, these the Stellar Blade and the next game that we're going to talk about are going to be PS5 exclusive. So. Yes, they did mention that these are going to be PlayStation 5 console exclusive. So whether that means just the PS5 and then perhaps PC down the line or maybe at the same time, not too sure. But well, I, quite, yeah. Yeah, I, I quite like the look of it. Like obviously I've played stuff like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta. I always kind of enjoy those kind of games. It looks very much kind of up by street with with that as well. So hmm. this next one though, I think Mark is very yeah. very interested. Or at least mm. I'd be very surprised if he's not. Yeah, I'm curious by this one. Rise of the Ronin. Mm. So a samurai action RPG, yes. which is also a PlayStation console exclusive. Mm. But perhaps is this stepping on the toes of Ghost of Tsushima a bit? I don't think so because it's a different time. Because uh, this one's set in mm. 1863. Well, enough, only about five years. It did look similar. Well, a bit more brutal. Well, the Inshin well, game as well. Yeah. <laughs> Inshin's set around the same time as well. It was about 1868, I think. I just find it a bit curious because obviously we know that the Ghost of Tsushima sequels in coming. But is that going to come around at the same time? Because I think they said this is 2024, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's 2024, mm, yeah. so... So we're going I, to have two similar games around the same time, maybe? You don't know. I doubt they'd scrap against each other. Just, I mean, I'm, in, I'm interested in it. But I just I just found that a bit of a curious thing. Mm, yeah. But, but then uh, we rounded it off with uh, the bigger... Yes. God of War, Ragnarok. Interesting what they started here, though. The, yeah, uh, with the controller. Yeah, new dual sense. I like the look of it. I like. I really like the colours. Blue and white. As long as I can throw the controller and it come back to me, then no. I'm happy. Good luck that, with that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I'm just so hyped for it now. It looked epic, didn't it? It did. It looked absolutely fantastic. Oh, good. So Very what good. we can get game from it is that it sounds like Atreus is holding on to a secret. Of some kind. It's a bit more beef between him and Kratos. 
because, because yeah. of course there is. It, well, it seems like Freitas is having to trust Atreus a lot more and Atreus kind of maybe take a bit more of the lead. Mm. And there's a moment where Kratos seemed like he was in a bit of despair, dropped his weapons. Hmm. A little, a little nitpick. I know this is... You won't be able to do this because it would be pretty hard animation-wise. But I just thought it was kind of funny that, like, he drops the... Um, he drops the blades, mm. but like the chains are still kind of around his arms. And then like the next time we see him when he drops the axe, <laughs> suddenly like the chains are dragging along the floor. Yeah, it's like wait, what? What's, what's... Surely everything should be dropped. Write a strongly worded email to uh, Santa Monica. Yeah, this is this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell. Um... We got a problem here. Oh, Fix this. What's her name? She works from now. Oh, Lana Pierce. Yeah, Lana Pierce. Yeah. I'll tell her. <laughs> She'll get onto it. Yeah. That's it. Some of the environments looked pretty wild. But it, it did. It looked like we were going back to realms that we've been to previously, like that fairy realm, realm, for example. I saw that in there. I think they would do. I think it'd be a mistake not to sort of not reuse them. Yeah. Because you kind of set up that world now, so I don't know how you would you'd change it up. One bit that frightened me, though, we saw a battle with two Valkyries. I couldn't even beat one. Never mind two. And yeah, Atreus might be getting a bit older. Were they actually Valkyries or something that just looked a bit like Valkyries? I mean, they could just look like them, but they gave me PTSD. Mm, I, th- I think they could be Valkyries, for sure. And we saw Freya as well. Freya's back. Yeah, so taking a ne- necklace off Atreus mm. with a sword. Something like that. It looks like it's something that she it's gonna be something. Though. Yeah, it's going to be something significant, isn't it? Mm. Did you notice the boss battle, or a battle of, with something? And there was um, they had like the symbol over. Was it like a was it like a floating orb? Yeah, like a floating symbol. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's like. I wonder what's all that about. I mean, is it supposed mm. to signify a weak spot? I don't know. It's... Could do. Maybe. Maybe. I thought that was a bit interesting. But one bit that I did notice that I thought was pretty cool was a. Uh, uh, Kratos used the Blades of Chaos to swing a gap. He yeah. jumped over there. Yes, yeah. And then as he was land, about to land, he pulled out the Leviathan axe and sliced an enemy up. That was quite good. That was cool. Nice. Look forward to doing that. I wonder yeah. who the um, the female character is that he was saving at one point. Yeah, he was carrying he, he had all the, back. The, yeah. yeah. I wonder who that was. Well, uh, all, all will be revealed. And then there were dog sledding. Yeah, yes. that looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah. There were forest. There was snowy forest. And then uh, we saw a big ass wolf. Yowge. Wolf. Mm. And then uh, Atreus sh- um, he shot the sun and the moon, which in mythology is apparently what began begins Ragnarok. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it's the, the two wolves, aren't they, that go after the yes. moon and the sun? They were there. And there was also some mermaid esque character. Did you see that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure it's got some mythological meaning, but I don't know. I'm just gonna call it a mermaid. And then the big jellyfish. Yeah, that one we <laughs> just sort of floating up like, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the new uh, world serpent, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. The world jellyfish. The world, <laughs> the world, yeah, the world jellyfish. <laughs> and then uh, it finished with the battle with Thor, isn't it? This mm. it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Well, the Leviathan axe and the Mjolnir clashed. Yeah. Oh, I felt that. Yeah. 
Oh, it's going to be Axe isn't the only thing that you can recall back. Kratos just takes them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> only if he's worthy. Of course he's worthy. Just tie Leviathan Axe to one of his blades of chaos and then be on to the other one. How amazing would that be? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just flipping him around, <laughs> having him all pulling back. But like, Thor wouldn't know what hit him. I'm calling it the final battle. That's what's gonna happen. I hope you're right, Mark. I, really I don't. Do. Oh, do you think he, he that he uses all weapons in the final battle? Yeah, he'll have all three of them. He'll do you own, think do you he'll think... own be only at the end? <laughs> so you think Thor will be like a like a mid midway kind of battle? Oh, no, no, no. He'll be in Endgame. Yeah. I reckon Thor will be Endgame. Interesting. Mm. Well, it's all about him. Well, it's the, everything we've seen has been about him. Unless they're going to do one of these things where they throw, throw us off course. Well, I think it might be a bit like Boulder where they might have a battle earlier on and then they'll have a real fight towards yeah. the end. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Well, be, you'd, uh, you'd imagine at some point Odin's got to get involved. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I think he's the one who's afraid of uh, Ragnarok's starting, isn't it? He's, he's the reason why. It'll be, it'll be two a level, general... a two level final boss fight, both together. Two level. Yeah. What Odin and uh, Thor versus Atreus and Kratos. Yeah. Tag team. Yeah. That's what's happening. Calling it. I, I don't think Odin's going to show up in this. I think we're going to wait till what, God of War Three Ragnarok Part Two. That's not going to be a confusing title, but okay. Ragnarok can only happen once, so that's going to be impossible. Yeah, but the, the Ragnarok begins at the very end of the game, and then the next game is the fallout of Ragnarok. I thought it was beginning at the end of the first game. That's how I understood it. No, they told the story about it, not that it was beginning. Okay. That's why I grasped it anyway. I can't quite remember. I thought that was the whole reason why, towards the end, Thor visits... Kratos and that because of Ragnarok Stein. Anyway. Is it because it was a foretold of one of those paintings or something like that? I think that's I think that's what it was, wasn't it? It's one of those paintings that I think um, Atreus understands. I think. Well, not to mention that he killed one of his sons, but hey ho. Yeah, nobody's just perfect. Let, just let it go. But yeah, I am really looking forward to it. I can't wait. I keep forgetting it's coming out though. It's like... And then suddenly yeah. I see something about it. It's like, <gasps> I do as well. I can't believe it. Uh, 9th of November, isn't it? Yes, 9th of November. No. Really? That soon? Yeah. When did you think it was? It's like a treat. I thought it would come <laughs> out next year. No, no, no. 9th of November. Because oh, it only got delayed once, didn't it? So. Mm, yeah. Oh, can't it's going to be good. going to be fantastic. And that was the end of the State of Play. It was. Mm. What other news do we have then? So, um, just, have you heard of a game called Babylon Falls? Yes. Yes. Mm. So basically, Platinum Games have announced that they are switching off the servers for their action RPG hack and slash game Babylon's Fall, and the service will terminate on 28th of February next year, and it will be unplayable thereafter. Do you know when the game launched? When it was about a launched. year ago, wasn't it? No. Was it a launch title for PS5? No, it wasn't a launch title because that was um, Godfall. I'm getting mixed up, yeah. Go on, a year ago? It launched on the 3rd of March this year. 
What? I thought so, yeah. Just over six months, it's already dead. Uh, yep. Um, in May, it was reported that on Steam, the game dropped to one concurrent player. <laughs> Do you know if we were still doing like titles for the podcast, we could call it Babylon Fold. <laughs> I know it's not good English, but... Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine that, having, having a game to yourself. That one player, that one lonely one player. true player. I mean, it's got to be one of the biggest fails in game history, for what I can think. That is bad. That's really bad. To be fair, I can't remember it being marketed at all, if I'm honest. So. That's just one of probably many problems. Probably it's not got much content. It's just... Sounds like God. Buggy. It's just, yeah. No, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. It looks crap. I'm just looking at some screenshots. It does not look great. No. There's been... There's been quite a few games that have come out that, that feel quite similar to one another. Because I feel like Babylon Fall was kind of feels a bit like Godfall. I think there was a there was another one that came out that was kind of like it was Outriders. I could be wrong. Vaguely recall that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was a, a similar vein of like a, a, a co-op third person, some live service kind of thing. I think is it all games that are trying to be Destiny or something like that? That's kind of what Probably. it feels like. I was trying to fit into that genre. Yeah. Mm. No, massive fail. A big F. I think it's probably Square Enix's biggest fail. No, well, I'm pretty sure that's Avengers. <laughs> I don't know. Pe- I don't know. Least, maybe five people have played Avengers. Because they're not quite the service to Avengers. True. And that was like how much six months after. Depends on how much money they've really lost on it. How much did they really spend on it? Because they spent a bucket load on Avengers. Mm, true, but I think it's it's doing okay though, isn't it? Mm, I suppose it's still alive. So yeah, this is just dead, mm. dead, like really dead. One player. Yeah. I've just seen That's it. dead. In the US three days ago, um, like their equivalent of like game called GameStop was giving the game away for free on PS4 and PS5, so. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Get it while you can for posterity. Actually, you know I, I, feel, I feel bad for Platinum Games because they do make some really oh, good yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just, it's publishers, isn't it? It's just telling people to make certain games mm-hmm. and they don't fit. We, we lost we lost Scalebound for this. <laughs> Scalebound died for this. Pretty much. Should we talk Call of Duty? Oh, is that is that time already? Call of Duty. Hmm. It's coming to that October time when the hype train carries on. Actually, it kind of starts like three months before the new one, isn't it? Pretty much. Normally gets announced around E3, then they have their own event, and then start talking about when a bear is out. It's like everyone talks about a con having like a year life cycle, but it's really about nine months because everyone just sort of forgets it about the last three months, doesn't it? And the first and the first three months is like bug fixes and stuff, and no one's ever happy about that time. So maybe six months. Six know. months, yeah. Yeah, mm. six months of a. Good and then a couple of months to kind of learn it. So like four months, and yeah, yeah. let's kill it. So they had the uh, Call of Duty next event where they uh, few people sat around a desk who were very insufferable and uh, they had a load of content creators as I say, sat in the background mm. playing the game all these streamers and all that 
I basically yep. just sat around chatted about what's what's in Modern Warfare 2. So yep. we'll just go through a few other things. So uh, they said that raids are coming. I've never done a raid in a video game. I don't really know what that entails exactly. What is a raid? Raid is normally kind of a how can I best describe it? Where you kind of you would you would normally go through uh, a dungeon, go through enemies and stuff, and then towards the end there'd be like a, a boss thing that you'd have to all fight. How would that work in Call of Duty? What I don't that know. means for Call of Duty? <laughs> were they talking about Warzone 2? No, this is multiplayer. Multiplayer raid. I know there was a map that was called Raid before, but well, it might be in Call of Duty more of an objective thing, where you've got something to do yeah. and a group you need yeah. to fulfil that objective. Perhaps. One of the most mysterious but eye-catching elements of the recent Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 announcements came with the confirmation that the title is set to feature online cooperative missions known as raids. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, they also showed the multiplayer trailer at the beginning of this. And then for half of it, it went to a black screen. <laughs> it did. That was so I'm funny. like, what? I was, I was then, watching a YouTuber's stream of it that was there, that was at the event, who was kind of watching it, and then suddenly just went all black. <laughs> and did you notice they reran the trailer straight after? They did, straight, yeah. They were like, well, like, I wonder we why they did bit, that. So... Yeah, but they showed off some other things. So there was like, apparently they said there's a unique ballistics when you're shooting underwater. Like, water gets murkier with distance. And apparently you can yeah, only use pistols, I think. You're going to be able to use a pistol. I think they've introduced that in uh, other, probably like Battlefield probably did it or something like that. So. Uh, you can hold on to ledges of peak. I think mm. that's something pretty new, but sort of in action. I don't know. That, like, that was new, yeah. It seems a bit, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just useless, but God, but to me that seems a bit OP as a thing. You can peak, but you can only uh, you can only use, use a pistol. Your pistol. Yeah. yeah, so if you don't have a pistol and you load out, then all you can do is just hang. I just, I, just, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. I think I'm going to have to see it in practice, really. Mm. what I think about that. But then um, they showed off some of the equipment. So you had the inflatable decoy. Mm, yeah. Funny. Yeah, I've seen that as a field upgrade. I think it's when, uh, when an enemy gets near it. No, I, I don't know if you can control it. Uh, remotely, but essentially you it can. Pops they, up did, a... they did. They did say you can control it remotely. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it also goes off like proximity, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a proximity one as well. And then they mentioned something called DDoS. Is that something that's been in before? I don't know. I can't quite remember what that what it is. So it's it's a bit like um it's a bit like a EMP like an uh, an area affecting EMP. So when you hit it, it um, disables kind of any sort of equipment that's on the ground and stuff, and then it also disables right. um, optic sites as well, I think. Uh, and then they mentioned the heartbeat sensor. Yeah, we, we've seen that in Warzone before. Mm. I don't particularly like it. I think it's a bit of a cheat. But anyway. <laughs> mm. uh, then they start speaking about the gunsmith. So apparently you can unlock universal attachments through cross-progression now. Yes, so you can now start... If you unlock one site for a gun, if it's used by another gun, it's unlocked for other mm. guns as well, so you don't have to... Yeah, battle it like grind. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a good feature. I, I like the idea of it. There's going to be plenty of grind anyway, though, isn't there? <laughs> There's always some form of grind in Call of Duty, isn't there? So. Terrible grind. Uh, they went through a couple of maps. 
I don't know if they, they maybe these were just the maps that they were playing at that event. I'm not quite sure. But they had Sarif Bay, which is like a harbour town with which had water and boats. Mm-hmm. And then Mercado or Masado, Las Almas, which is like a street market, market in a place in Mexico. Yeah. But then these talked about the modes, which I found quite interesting. So they had invasion. Mm, yeah. And they called it the shipment of ground war. I like shipment. <laughs> not sure about ground war, might, but. Uh, I can see what they were trying to go with that, I think. But... So it's a 20v20 player game, but it's also got 20 AI on each team as well. Quite interesting. And then we've got Prisoner Rescue. So this is one of the 6v6 ones where you could locate a hostage, rescue them, or defend. No respawns, but it has revives enabled. That was very Rainbow Six Siege, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got uh, the Return of Special Ops. So these two-player missions. Oh, Spec Ops, is it? Oh, it might be Spec Ops. And I've wrote Special Ops. I don't know. It could be, it could be uh, normally known know. as Spec Ops in Modern Warfare, but spec, it could be Special Ops, as well. But yeah, two-player missions. Mm. Uh, they said they were asymmetrical in design, so you could have such such as like one person is in air support and the other is on the ground. So each player has a different oh, dynamic. Yeah. Whether that applies to yeah. all of them, I don't know, but they gave that as an example. Cool. This one I found very interesting. A third-person view. Yes, yeah. They're bringing it back from the, the old classic Modern Warfare 2. They used to have a third-person mod. Did it? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, I, I remember playing it. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Mm. And then we got um, PlayStation's getting a uh, an operator called Oni and a weapon blueprint. It looks like it carries a katana. So more samurais. Yeah, more <laughs> All the samurais. content for consoles. Uh, so that was the multiplayer stuff they spoke about. And then we moved on to, of course, Warzone 2.0. Mm. So the new map is called Alol Mazura. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to note that one of the levels they mentioned earlier, Sarif Bay, apparently is on the map. So whether it's yeah, so it's they, um, bits, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was similar with uh, the first Warzone. They had like parts of the map would would sometimes be in the multiplayer. from multiplayer games. Yeah, right. Okay. Corporate, so. so they said it was an expansive desert setting with industrial towns. Sorry, industrial areas, towns, and a city. Uh, even got caves, and it's got a river running through it. Mm. And they showed off uh, some of the places, and most interesting I found was Sawar Village. Which is like a sunken town. Yeah. So it's like underwater. Intriguing. Could be. Yeah. And they said that vehicles now have weight to them and that they will run out of fuel and can be refueled at stations. And you can also repair tires. Yeah, sounds, sounds very PUBG. I think you can do stuff mm. like that. Yeah, semi Fortnite as well, isn't it? Where cars can run out of petrol, but you can get yeah. to petrol stations. Same for Fortnite as well. Yeah, uh, the helicopters. As you probably expect. And they've they brought in proximity chat. Apparently mm. the streamers there were very happy about that. They all started cheering. Oh, okay. Where I would just mute everyone. Because I just don't want to hear <laughs> anyone. Um, and then they, they went on about the looting. That you've got fixed loot spots. So what they might be talking about there is that they might be... From how I heard of it and from some of the stuff that I've seen on Twitter, the the looting system is going to be very much akin to Blackout that was on Black Ops 4. So where um, 
Where in original Warzone, you would pick weapons up and loot from kind of crates and stuff. Um, and, and sometimes on the ground. Um, but stuff like attachments and, and whatnot were essentially not lootable. They'd be fixed to each weapon. Like each weapon would have a rarity. That would mean kind of like higher the rarity, the more kind of attachments there would be to it. Whereas in Blackout, it was very much kind of, you picked a weapon up and the attachments were also separate. So you could pick up different attachments to apply to your guns and whatnot. Um, and also equipment. So it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit more kind of classic battle royale in a sense of like, this is how PUBG's done it. Um, this is how Blackout did it. So they're kind of, I think they're going more towards that side of battle royale. But they also mentioned something interesting about the circle. So the circle yeah. chasing you. It can now split into two, three, or four circles. Mm, yeah, I saw this. So I think it's like after after a certain stage, the circle that um, reduces then kind of splits into different parts. So then you'll have especially got like three, mini battles going on. Yeah, you'll have three yeah. different kind of battles. It's almost kind of so. It's almost a sense of like whoever come kind of comes out on top of those circles will then kind of merge back back yeah, into towards, one yeah, towards the end they go back to one yeah i quite like that idea but it's uh it's it, gonna be interesting it really though. changes the dynamic of kind of the classic wherever the circle reduces to you just go in there yeah it's gonna stop just running in one direction all the time isn't it yeah it's nobody no one that's what you do isn't it the battle royale you're always heading towards one pretty direction. much you're always heading in one direction and trying to Get into the circle. <laughs> yeah, because now you might have a choice where you want to work. Mm, could do, especially if you're in like the middle of those three circles. You got a choice to see just, which one you go to. It's going to be interesting if if you can have teams. If you end up getting split up, you end up going into different circles. Could do. It could That'd be. be. It could be a good idea though. Like have could be have a good tactic. Team could be a bad just... tactic. Oh well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, we got the return of the gulag. Oh, everyone loves a good gulag. But in this one, you've got a, you make a temporary alliance with another opponent, and then you work together to take on another team. Yeah, they've made it like a two v two now, so yeah. it's you work so with then, a random one. Yeah, so if you against if, another team. Yeah, so if you win, then you both get thrown back into the game, but then you're back as enemies. Then pretty much, yeah. it's just like temporarily in the gulag, you are allies. Yeah, I I, I wonder if they've done this to help kind of um me who's new... useless <laughs> yeah help help you maybe yeah yeah so but what if you both came to the end of the game and you were just looking at each other like my bro <laughs> ride together die together <laughs> this one i quite like is um they mentioned strongholds so yeah so i think this might be where the raid stuff come into i was reading up on it where that's going to be like the raid section of Modern Warfare. Wars on two, I should say. Okay. Yeah, so there's, there's apparently these like reinforced buildings that the AI mm. will oc- occupy. Yeah. And then players have to assault it to try and get better loot, basically. In effect, yeah. Like, I imagine if you beat everyone, you get access to rare loot or something like that. But they did stress that they were quite hardened AI and that. They weren't going to be like pushovers. I hope so. Let's see if there'll be like a challenge. I, I hope don't. it's not like <laughs> armed guy with 
200 million HP or something. Mm, yeah. But then uh, they mentioned DMZ. The, the, the thing that mm. everyone already heard about that got leaked. So this is like an extraction mode, which is played across the whole map. And AI will occupy large sections of it. Yeah, so this is um, their kind of answer to a game called Escape from Tarkov. Um, so if you've never heard of that, it's 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 a little kind of battle royale esque, but it's, it, it, they've got more of a their own twist to it, where there's kind of a, a map you explore, you kind of lose stuff out, you can defeat AI enemies or other kind of human enemies as well loot as much as you can and then you're then tasked to extract out from different points of the map so the map doesn't reduce it's just very much you play on that whole map and then do what you can and eventually survive to loot as much as you can mm. so it could be um could be some good things with this perhaps was on 2.0 launches on november the 16th mm. dmc will i think also launch with it as well at the same time and then just for at the end of this event, they just spoke about mobile stuff, but I don't care. So yeah, I, I think they I think they mentioned that essentially uh, Warzone as it is now is coming to mobile. It's gonna go back to the classic uh, Verdansk map. They didn't make some mention of a cross progression in Warzone. Whether that whether the mobile one links to Modern Warfare 2, or if it just links back to the old Warzone, I'm not sure. That wasn't made too clear, but it could be fun. So that was the Call of Duty next event. Mm. Should we talk about PSVR? Go on then. So PSVR 2, unfortunately, is being confirmed that by places that the upcoming PSVR 2 headset will not be backwards compatible. Oh, that's mm. a so this news came from the PlayStation Blog Podcast and the Senior Vice President of Platform Experience, Hideaka Nishino, said that PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next-generation VR experience. PSVR 2 has much more advanced features like all-new controllers with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers and inside-out tracking, eye tracking in the headset, 3D audio all coming together, of course. So this means developing PSVR 2 requires a whole different approach from the original PSVR. Guess we're just going to have to dust off those old headsets, aren't we? And play yeah. the, the massive backlog. <laughs> well, I have anyway. I've got a huge backlog on my PSVR. Um, but there's nothing stopping games being ported to it. It just means our developers going to put in the work. I mean, they might do. Because if the games did sell well, they might it's gonna be worth it redo the controls and, and bring them forward. Beat Saber. As I say that, there might just be a Beat Saber 2, I don't know. But popular yeah. things like that. I still want to play Star Trek Bridge Crew. It's still, yeah, I've still yeah. not taken yeah. it out of the practice yet. I really want to play that. I enjoyed that. Well, I've played it single player, but you want, a, you want a group, don't you? Yeah. You want people to shout at you. Oh, they bring that to it. <laughs> yeah. It would it would be good because I do think because of how cumbersome it was to set up the first generation VR headset, a lot of games were overlooked. Yeah, but I've got my PS4 still set up, so I've just decided that's just going to be my VR machine. 
Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah just I having that so. dedicated because yeah. that's always set up. You yeah. can go to it. Yeah, I don't have to take it apart and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the processing powers obviously not going to be because I mean, we've got that adapted, didn't we? For the PS5, yeah. but I can't be bothered doing all that now because it's still going to be a faff anyway, setting it up on that, isn't it? So I might as well just keep oh, it where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it being a massive improvement. Mm. But, I mean, it's still going to be the same resolution on the headset, isn't it? And all that. Well, that's so. it, yeah. Cause, well, and I've got my own games already installed on it. So. And I'm not yeah. going through the, the rigmarole of downloading them all again. Especially with the precious space on the PS5 now. Hey, you've got your NVMe drive. Space is not an issue, mate. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> but then wow. we have games like Call of Duty, don't we? Well, that's it. Warzone. True, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's a big that's point. Yeah. yeah. But shall we stick with PlayStation? There's a rumour. 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 Yeah, but apparently next year we will get a new PS5 model. I heard about this. But it will have a detachable disk drive. Cool. Does seem strange. Um, is it? Yeah. What's strange about it? Just that it's going to have a detachable disk drive. It's, it's something that we've not seen before. I mean, it is that so it can be upgraded? Well, it's thought that you could actually buy them as a bundle or you can buy them separate. I was say, would you be able to use it on the um, digital edition? Well, like plug it in. I can't see why not. Although they did say they say it was going to be connected by a USB C port on the back of the console, an additional port. So right, okay. don't know. So obviously that's going to be different from the digital one, now, isn't it? So. True. Yeah. But I'd be, I'd be surprised if it didn't fit it somehow. I don't know. Well, there's maybe, a maybe they find there's it a like. type. Well, there's a Type C port on the front of the. They might have to use that then. PS5s. So they could use that. It's quite. It's it's a fairly clever thing if they are going to sell it on its own. If somebody did want to pay, let's say, hundred quid to upgrade to the disc, a disc version of sorts, they could do it. Yeah, yeah, good. Maybe then they'll start. They'll get to a point where they discontinue the disc-only version. They sell only the digital version, and then sell the sell. I'm going to say hard drive. Sell the disc drive separately. Cash in that way. Mm-hmm. Right, so Xbox Tokyo Game Show 2022. Mm-hmm. And I'll fill Spencer back. It did. Talking a bit of Japanese. Yeah, that, honestly, that made me cringe. I was like, never ever do that again, Phil, please. I mean, I know I know you're trying to cater to the audience, but it, it hurt me listening to him. Okay. But okay. The, the, rest of, the rest of it, what he said, were nice about bringing games together and all the marketing spiel. But then eventually, after after a few minutes of that, we, we actually got into the games, which was good. So we got to see a bit more of Exoprimal, which is one that I'm surprisingly looking forward to. So this is the one where you've got to fight hordes of dinosaurs in these mech suits, which to me seems pretty cool. And... There was one aspect of it they talked about where they said you could be fighting together, but then it switches and you could be killed by whoever you're fighting with. So to me, that bit confused me because I wasn't sure, like, how is that going to play into it? So you're a team and then something happens and then you're not a team. So it's everyone for themselves. But be interested to see how that plays. 
I thought the whole thing was a bit confusing because it seemed like it had this like seemingly absurd premise of like these dinosaurs just randomly falling through this portal yeah. thing. And then it seems like all the people were like trying to be deeply serious about it all. There's like oh betrayal, backstabbing. <laughs> I know what is going on here. I just <laughs> it's I a it's... weird tone, isn't it? Yeah. It's just... Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to giving it a go, and that's coming out in 2023. Hopefully not February, because <laughs> that's stacked. Yeah. Anyway, were there any other games that interested you guys? Well, there was a a game that <clears throat> it's basically very similar to a very other popular series of games that every game seems to be like now. Woe Long Fallen Dynasty, Dynasty, Dynasty. However you want to pronounce it. Mm. Yeah, that's very much. Dark Souls. Um, Everything's Dark Souls. Even the yeah. farming games we've seen are Dark Souls. Yeah. But so this was like a Chinese martial arts influence game. Because they went on to say that the game is not easy to play and it is about overcoming challenges and a sense of achievement. I don't like that. Don't like yeah. overcoming challenges. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we probably won't be playing that one. It basically, to me, it looked a bit like, you know, Sekiro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, I like that. But it seems to be a, a lot of games seem to be going down this samurai martial arts route now, don't they? Don't know why. It's become extremely popular recently. This Ghost of Tsushima yeah. launched. Well, that could have been Rome's a catalyst. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah. They're always really aesthetic, though. Um, those yeah. kind of games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking of games that are always cropping up, Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Japanese edition. <laughs> They've only gone and done it. We've got yet another edition. But yeah, the Japanese edition. So, yeah. There's that. <laughs> if if you're one of the two people in the world who hasn't got Skyrim yet, there you go. I'll have to buy that one as well. Yeah, add it to the collection. Add, add to the Skyrim collection, yeah. I, I, I think I've got about five different copies of it. I've got the VR one. The one on Xbox, I think that was like the definitive one at the time, that where yeah. you could do all the modding. Yeah. Actually, you made me buy that one, Mark, because you were talking about it, and I thought, ooh, I wonder how Naruto would do in the Skyrim universe, so that I, d- I did that. And then I had it for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and then I think I got it again for the PS4. Too Too many, too many. How many versions have you actually played? I've not touched the Xbox one. I've played four of them. I've still not played the VR one yet. I, I played the VR one 15 minutes. Um, Lisa ended up getting it for my birthday because I asked her for it. And I played it for 15 minutes running through all the cabins, you know, at the start mm. of the game. And I got dizzy and I nearly threw up and then I had to put it away and then I never went back to it. Good start. So... Maybe I'll pick it up at some point. If they make it that's compatible probably, with PSVR 2. That's probably about as far as Matt would get, though. Because that's where the spiders show up. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I've gone past that bit. In what, VR? VR? Did you close your eyes? Oh, no, not in VR, sorry. Not uh, yeah, VR. I'm going to say in VR. It's just like, would, would you would you get through that? Maybe maybe that part might be, not be too bad, because they're not the big ones. Yeah. Mm. So once uh, once you do that like early 
white run uh mission where you have to go up into the old castle tower yeah that's that's yeah that's probably the point where i'll stop <laughs> i can just imagine you playing through that bit it's just like you put your powers on your hands and you're just like ah just looking away just running away yeah not looking back not looking back uh but what about the other uh, the bit that followed this when uh, bethesda carried on it was a uh, fallout 76 of the pit I thought they'd already shown this at some point. Unless they it's... have. Is it not out already? I, I don't know. Was... I don't know. I don't know why they showed it. Unless it was just like, it's in Japanese now. Again, I don't know. It just <laughs> seems to be... Bit... <laughs> His Fallout 76 Japan edition. Have you, have you played the pit thing before? Or... I've not, no. No, I've no. not gone back to 76 since that guy screwed up my best. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've done my life. Yeah, all all this effort and you've destroyed it. Now I'm just like, I can't. Anything else for this? Yeah, one bit that I really liked was Dyson Sphere program because I I like I like space and um, astronomy, and it's a civilization type game where it looks like you have to build Earth up and eventually. You can create a Dyson sphere, which is basically a cocoon around the sun that harnesses the sun's energy. And it looks like you can then use that to harness multiple suns and even black holes at some point. So it's kind of transitioning Earth from a type one civilization to type two and then trying to colonize the galaxy, which is which is cool. It, I didn't understand it when the mech thing came in and then there was a bit of fighting where you had to fire giant cannons into something so i don't really know much about what that bit entails but yeah to be honest i'm not normally one for playing games like that but i might, I might give it a go see what it's all about because it's out on the 13th of october so not too long to wait on that one but that seemed pretty cool interested in the next bit though forza horizon 5 10th anniversary it's, well, it's not the 10th anniversary of Forza Horizon 5, but the 10th anniversary of Forza Horizon. Yeah. Now, it didn't explain much about it, but I think they're doing a few events in-game, aren't they, next month? I don't quite know what, though. But any excuse to get back on Forza? I felt like... I think I'm going to delve in it before the next pod. Get back on it. Yeah. Do you, have you played 5 yet? No, I've not played 5 yet, no. Hmm. It's, it's well worth playing. Were you going to jump back on four? I don't know. I kind of like it's because it's going to be forever to actually complete one. So basically, I might just go on like some rotation thing. We just like randomly play whatever. Because three's good. Like three's good in you know in Australia. Yeah. Because I, I bought I bought that last. And that's the last one I played. But apart from the frame rate, it's very good. I just I just really want that sixty frame per second. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Oh. I didn't notice it early on. I thought, oh, this is not too bad. And then when you get a bit further <laughs> on in the game, you get better cars. You're like, ooh, yeah. this this is this is not the nicest. Still but, good. Yeah, it's still a, it's still a good game, yeah. I, I might jump on during this whole event, see if we get any new cars, free cars. Yeah. That's, that's all I care about. Just give me free cars. That's it. Yeah. I, I always love going to the message area and having like a ton of yeah. things to open. It's great. <laughs> Or if I get any free yellow spins that I got a mass amount last time I played it. Yeah. Did you get the Ultimate Edition? So you got like a ton yes. of free stuff and you spent about four hours opening everything. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. 
yeah. quite ridiculous. I more that, more of that, please. Love the, love the gambling aspect. <laughs> Give me more credits. Well, that's the thing is, that's the sort of gambling you don't mind. It's just, you're not spending real money, so that's it. No. Well, not unless you... And you, you actually got decent things as well. Yeah, you can get some really good cars in there, mm. outfits, horns. I got the shutdown tone for, like, Microsoft XP for my horn. <laughs> so it's like... Doo, 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 doo. That's not Harry Potter, by the way. That's the shutdown tone for Microsoft Copyright. XP. Yeah. Other shutdown tones are available. Uh, but then we also got two other announcements. Didn't we have things that are... Actually, I think they're on Games Pass now, aren't they? At time of recording. Yeah. Yeah. So, first there was a Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've still yet, yet to play. But, I quite like that. The thing is, they're so massive. It's just yeah, so big games. Yeah. It's just... Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, they're just... Yeah, I managed, I managed to do Origins. I did like Origins. But, I've read that this Odyssey is even bigger. And that was massive as it was. Yeah. yeah. How, how long did you put into Origins? Oh, God knows. Uh, 78 hours? I don't know. I'm guessing there. Well, I don't know. I, I've got Origins and it scares me to installing it because it's just going to take me so long. Yeah. It is a huge game. But I've read, I've, yeah, I've just read about the size of Odyssey. It's just like, oh, God. Because I think it's like over a, a massive map like this is ancient greece isn't it yeah is it supposed to be like is it supposed to like replicate like the whole part of greece and greek islands or something i, I don't know but i've read it's absolutely huge probably one of the largest maps has ever been in games so yeah there's that um but then there's also um death loop yeah which has come to game pass which i've also got but not played <laughs> i've got it <laughs> and have played it well, Xbox is finally exercising their Bethesda acquisition and adding it to Game Pass. Well, we knew this would happen sooner or later. Yeah. I, I enjoy what I've played a bit so far. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's quite interesting. Because it's got like an interesting it. premise in, in, in a bit like, I'm going to say a bit like Deathloop, <laughs> where you die and come back <laughs> and enough. learn from your mistakes. Because yeah. it was in that basically that time... There seemed to be like an era where there was a lot of like time manipulation games going on. Yeah. It was like the Returnal, weren't there? Yeah, that that's what we're going to refer to. Yeah, like Returnal, where you come back and think... use some knowledge from previous playthrough to try and push yourself along. Yeah, I do want to play that, but I've read that's quite a long game as well. Mm. So, ah, uh, too All many these games, games. <laughs> not enough time, adult life. But, yeah. If only we didn't have jobs, eh? Then we'd have time to do all this. Yep. Be able to smash um, Assassin's Creed. Oh, what's it called? Which one? The, gr- the Greek one. Odyssey. Yeah. You'd be able to smash Odyssey out in a week. Yeah. Maybe. Probably would. Non-stop. Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> no 16 hour days. <laughs> no toilet breaks. No eating, no drinking. So that was it for the Xbox showcase. So, should we move on to the Sega Atlas? Hmm, yeah. This was an odd presentation. It was strange. Most so we had Japanese ones, are <laughs> Yeah, it's very Japanese. So there's a bloke in a lab coat and a woman with Sonic ears. I mean, I guess that's on brand, but still a bit odd. What took your fancy from this, then? 
well, Sonic Frontiers, for starters. Yes. Which was the vast majority of the showcase. Hmm. It's, every time I say it, it is looking, it is looking better. I know you, you may beg to differ, Mark. It looks fine, but I'm just not sure if, as a concept, it works. Hmm. Well, it's like an open world kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it might prove me wrong, but I just don't get it. I mean, I can see, I can see it becoming quite a frustrating game as well. But what so? So you've got all this, this, this open world and, Basically, you've got all these platforms, haven't you? Going yeah. And mm. you're climbing all these platforms. But, and they keep going higher and higher, but what if you just keep falling off? I can find that just be really irritating. You just keep falling off after going oh, don't fall off. Don't fall off. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> sure. it. Exactly. That's, that's the point of all platforming games. It just seems like a Mario game. It's like a real chore. Well, that's so. why there's rails that you grind up to get there high. Well, this was another thing I was going to say. It, a lot of it did seem to be like on rails as well. So is that taking away any sense of autonomy? No, no, it's giving, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's, it feels like you're just being control, guided. Control, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're losing um, control of actual playing. Mm, Are you just going to be like passively playing it? I think in some ways Sonic games have always been like that though. There's been, a, there's been sections where you've gone through mm. levels and well. Sonic's just doing his thing, running through due to the speed. And you've been a passenger watching him go through loops and smash through enemies and smash through boxes pretty much automatically. And then you've got the more yeah, the slower periods so. where you've actually got to think about the platforming a bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's just, I don't know. I'm just I get, like, just know your kind of thing. <laughs> I get what you're saying, because if there is too much to that, you're like, I'm just this, well, obviously we're all some meat sacks playing these games, but... <laughs> But I'm just here to just spectate it. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, yeah. It's more like you're watching rather than playing. Yeah. I did like the look of the um, the cyberspace areas, you know, where it went back to Sonic's memories. And mm. you could play versions of older levels based on his memories, but brought into current times. Yeah. That looks pretty good. Those are probably the best parts of him, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it looks like there'll be a few of them there, because once you do one of those levels and clear it, then you get one of these keys, and you've got to get a few of these keys to then unlock the Chaos Emeralds. And then eventually, as the show does, can become supersonic, which is always good. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting they're really incorporating the Chaos Emeralds into this game, probably more than most games, because I think a lot of modern Sonic was pretty much you collected the emeralds through just playing the story. It was never kind of how it was in the old school times where you had to go through special stages to pick them up and then you could be like supersonic by act four or something like that. So, no, it looks like they're really incorporating that aspect of it more into this game. Because I think they mentioned as well some of the like titanic bosses that you fight can't really be dealt damage much until you become supersonic. What do so. you think of that boss battle that they showed? Basically, I thought it was quite interesting. It kind of looks like a cross between a tall neck from Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. and like Metal Gear Ray. Metal Gear Ray. Yeah. No, I think it'll be it'll be something different. I think for Sonic games. I mean, you take on a lot of gigantic enemies anyway, but this seems to be a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it than just kind of 
dodge attack and then hit weak spot. This seems to be more like a you actually have to kind of make your way up up the Titan and then sort of do stuff at that point. Shadow of the Colossus style. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's actually probably quite perfect. Uh, but then they had a chat with the producer of Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> yeah. What was this about? What it even? Just, what was it? A what Christmas it? decoration. <laughs> it looked like it had a little thing on it so you could hang it from a tree. <laughs> yeah, so basically they just plonked this little grey thing with eyes on the desk and tried to pretend that it was the producer of Sonic Frontiers. What? <laughs> yeah, that, that lost me that bit. And then there's somebody speaking as if they are yeah. that little thing. Yeah. Japan, everyone. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> At all. <laughs> but I guess it was quirky and a, and a little bit fun. And mind-melting. Like, mind-melting. Was there anything else for the Sega showcase? Well, we got to see more of Like a Dragon Ishin, exclamation mark. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, that was good. I, I, I didn't know this, but... Well... On the original game, it brought in the five main characters from the other Yakuza games, and they're going to be bringing all of the other characters from um, six, like seven, and eight, and like yeah, like a dragon, and all the other previous ones into this one. So I'll get to see Ichiban mm. again from Like a Dragon, and you guys will get to see some characters that you've enjoyed playing with over the years. Mm. So it's interesting. You can put them into your parties. I'm really hyped about that game, though. Really. Mm. Things I've got so many other games that I've got to play before, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Whack all the cruisers out back to back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm still, I still need to get through. And then they showed off some of the mini games as well, which I think were cool. I like the oh, chicken yeah. racing one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A typical, like, Yakuza style obscure mini game. Yeah. yeah. And then they said that they were also going to bring back the karaoke as well, which is. That's yeah, Does that... how how are they gonna do karaoke in nineteen sixty eighteen sixty eight? Sorry. Yeah, they just got like well, a band. Well, you don't have to have a microphone. They yeah, just got a band sing. playing, aren't they? You just yeah. sing along to them, maybe. I don't know. And then they they panned out to a, probably about twenty mini games that you can play by pulling these radishes out of the ground. I don't know what that's that's gonna look like. And then they start talking about farming. Farming. (laughs) That's it. They have to buy into that trope. I'm I'm not surprised there'll be a fishing mini game as well. Yeah. Yeah. It has been in Yakuza games prior, so that's true. (laughs) Bring it back. Lob it in while you're at it. Yeah. And then they talked about these these bears that can attack you slash you can befriend, so they can help you in battle. Oh yeah, that's what we want. A friendly bear. That's it. That might be a Far Cry Five. You could befriend a diabetic bear called Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. It, it does look really good. I, I've not played a, a traditional Yakuza game or like a dragon game yet, so I don't think I'll wait till 2023 to play it. I'll 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 pick one and play it. I might get the collection. Start from there. Start from zero. Yeah, start from zero. Makes sense. Okie dokie. I don't, I don't know if this was part of the Sega one. I think it was, but I know the um, Ryu Gago Katu studio had their own kind of 
what they called Summit. I think that was separate from the Sega Showcase. I don't know if you guys caught that. No. So, um, so basically they, they came out. I, I watch all the showcase, but I kind of caught all the highlights to it. So they talked a little bit more kind of, of issuing, um, themselves there. I think it was probably just quite similar to what they, they spoke about in the Sega one as well. Um, but then they also came out and revealed that they are making like a dragon eight. That is oh, going to yeah. be next. So I did hear, yeah, I did hear about a new one. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be coming out in 2024. So we've got quite some time to that one, but they did confirm. Is this, one. sorry, is this going to be a continuation with the, you know, the RPG thing? Yeah, so it looks as though this is going to continue off from Yakuza Like a Dragon. So it's going to follow the turn-based RPG yes. style. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have dual um, protagonists in this one. So Ishiban is coming back, as well as the series' very old protagonist, um, Kyu Kazama, uh, who has also spawned a new hairstyle. And people think he's he just looks like a emo rock guy now. <laughs> if, I, if I can find a picture of it, it's um it's very stark the difference <laughs> of his hairstyle now. Um, but that wasn't all. They even announced one more game, um, which is going to be sort of a, a spin-off. It's going to be a bit of a shorter, like a dragon title, um, but it's going back to its traditional um, beam up style. Like it did. Uh, and this one is called uh, Like a Dragon, The Man Who Erased His Name. The Man Who Erased His Name? Yes. Like a Clint Eastwood film? Sort of. Or I can imagine <laughs> something that Kojima would come up with. Yeah. Mm. The Man Who Sold the World and all that stuff. So um, This one is actually going to follow um, Kiryu between the events of Yakuza 6 and Yakuza 8, or Like a Dragon 8. Basically explaining what was he doing. Between six and eight, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wasn't in... So basically, it's the alternate, al- like an alternate world. Yeah, join, basically join just explain seven. what did he do yeah. between those two. Yeah, okay. So, um, and I think that was going to be coming out sometime next year, so... February. February, yeah. <laughs> Everything's coming like out in February. That's cool, though. It's a good time to be a like a Dragon fan. Mm. It's Especially just... in the West. So, what else at the Tokyo Game Show? Fancy do you guys? Well, we had the Capcom Showcase. Hmm. So yeah, I think they they spoke more about the the Winters expansion that's coming to Resident Evil Village. Yeah, Gold Edition. The um, Gold Edition, yes. So um, I think they spoke more about the the certain enemies that are going to be in the game as well. Now I think they called Face. Crawlers, I think it was the name. I could be wrong. That's supposed to rip off a face hooks, apparently. <laughs> Probably. They're, they're essentially um, they're like the the zombie enemies that were in village, but they've got um, they've got kind of like a like a white black look to them. They're kind of like divided between colours. Essentially, if they grab you, they start kind of trying to. I want to use the right words here. <laughs> We'll say rip your face up, but it's more with their mouth. So. Yeah, I, I know what you uh, mean. 
I mean, it was it was pretty horrifying. Inhale. What they were doing. It's like they inhale, inhale yes, your soul or something like that. Yeah. Something like that, but more off your face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so showing that, um, I think we're also going a bit more into the backstory of kind of Rose, what she's doing. Um, yeah, the shadows kind of, like, of Rose DLC. Yeah. So kind of like explaining that um, she's got powers um, that she tries to kind of keep hidden while she's in public, but during this DLC, she might be ending up sort of developing more powers throughout throw it um i think they explained as well it won't just be the dimitrisk castle you'll be exploring there'll be more to that as well i think the length i think was confirmed to be around four to six hours so a fair sized chunk of dlc is going to get added to it dlc that's not too bad yeah um i've also explained as well this is going to end the kind of winter's story yeah yeah, so kind of from Seven and Village, you've been playing as Ethan Winters and Mia to certain extents. Um, and then this one's going to essentially finish it off. So what that means for the next tile, who knows? I'm sure there's certain routes they could take with that one. Um, I think they also... Oh, go on, sir. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say I'm interested by the third person mode. Yeah, so, the third person one. Mm, they've, so they've really... With the two and three. Mm. Yeah, they, they wanted to treat it close to um, those two styles, and they've had to like do a lot of work to it because you can imagine sort of animation style between first person and third person is quite different. So how they've had yeah. to almost kind of like rework the game to work like that is um, there's a lot of work to it. Um, I think they also they, they put a lot of effort in still trying to hide Ethan's face. <laughs> Even in yeah. third person, it's like, what? What is this? Like, why? Why do we still hide in the face? What's the point of this one? Guarantee you won't be able to rotate around the character. Oh, I can imagine when you rotate, he like he starts yeah, he away from yeah. the camera, so yeah. he like he still can't. He's, he's still like, yeah. it's like no. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> oh, you catch it, he just sort of his face out. <laughs> um, it's blurred. Yeah. So. Uh, I think they spoke to, uh, a little bit more on the mercenaries uh, that they're expanding to as well, I think. Additional orders. Yes. So the one where you've got additional um, characters to play as now. So you play as Chris Redfield, who likes punching things a lot. Um, there is... Ooh, you can play, you can play as Lady D. Yes, Lady Dimitrisk. You can play as her as well. You can see her just towering over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> drinking wine and putting lipstick on. It's like, mm, okay. pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then there was also Heisenberg as well, with his um, oh, yes. massive hammer. He likes to smash onto things. That should be cool. I think they mentioned as well the the they're making a slight change to to the board as well, where previously when you go into a map, you you have a time limit. You have to hunt all the enemies down, and you have to essentially look through all of the map. To find them all, and I think they made a slight change here, where now any enemies, no matter where they've kind of spawned from, will start making their way towards you, so you don't have to, in effect, waste time to try and find them. Um, which I'm sure make trying to get high scores in mercenaries a little bit easier. So that'll be cool. Um, I think they also mentioned a little bit on reverse, but I think they've just said they'll be 
more information coming soon to that. They're really hiding that game. Yes. So much. They've, they've not shown it's it got for problems, like over yeah, a year. It's like it was meant to come out when Village came out. Then it was delayed to summer. Then it was delayed to nothing until they've said it's coming out with this DLC. And they've still not shown anything from it since after the bear finished. <laughs> um, I'm worried a little bit. Um, I hope it's okay. I'd like to try it once it does come out. <laughs> so just quite quietly can it. Yeah. Maybe it's not happening. I don't know. Well, they've, I mean, there's, there's still, you know, they've got stuff that came out in Dead by Daylight. So that's that's pretty much almost the same thing. Uh, so yeah, there was that and I think they mentioned a little bit more on Resident Evil 4 um, yeah. saying that it's going to be coming out on PS4 interestingly enough not Xbox One though which uh, is a bit mm. well that is it yeah I wonder why I, I can see why they would perhaps put this on last gen because I, I don't know if there's enough numbers yet in the current gen to to warrant it to yeah, to warrant it to be just current gen only. So, plus maybe the Japanese market haven't. As long as they have a free upgrade. I'm not sure. They better do. <laughs> I like to think so because I mean they did that for the previous um, Resident Evils this year. So um, I can see why not. But yeah, that, that's pretty much everything Resident Evil. And then we move on to the... They show off the Exo Primal Nets as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they also showed off Exo, Exo Primal. I thought they did. Yeah. I think it was the same exact same trailer. For me. Was it the same trailer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I, I do like the look of it. I think it would be absolutely nuts to play. Um, so long as they clear make it clear on what's actually happening. Then we got uh, Mega Man. Do you like Mega Man? I like Mega Man, but I'd have liked a bit more information about what this actually is. Mega Man Battle Network. We didn't seem to get any gameplay, just a little bit of a resolution bump. Information about the music play that they've got. Mm. And then basically what you get as part of the two volumes that they're going to release. So the first one's going to have all the one, two and three Network. Yeah, and then the second volumes could have all four, five, and six. But yeah, I've not played any of them, so I didn't have any information about what these actually are, which was disappointing. So I've I've played the games previously. So from my point of view, I'm actually forward to it because I've played the games. I quite like them. Um, Yeah, maybe you can explain to me what it actually is then, Matt, if you please. Yeah, so uh, the main gameplay part of it is you're, you're playing as kind of Mega Man who, well, uh, you actually play as a, as a kid who, who kind of jacks into the internet or whatever, and he's, uh, his avatar is kind of Mega Man. So the main gameplay side of it is you're on like this grid system where you're kind of like, you start at one end, um, enemies will start on the other. And you've got a selection of cards that are like power-ups or weapons that you can use. And what it's not turn-based. It's, it's very much you can move around the grid as freely as you want, kind of avoiding getting hit and stuff. And you're just using your power-ups to essentially destroy the enemies on the other side. 
Um, I'd, I'd I'd probably advise seeing sort of like a like a gameplay video if you if you're interested. I don't know if it, it would be your kind of thing. Certainly not Marks, I don't think. But um, it's it's decent. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. So and then they finish off with the big game, Street Fighter Six. This is yes. very different from how I remember Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. But they introduced four characters, I... didn't they? Yep. They got Dalsim, Blanka, E Honda, and Ken. Mm-hmm. Old school. Classic ones, yep. Yep. And then they went through three separate game modes, didn't they? Mm. So start off with Fighting Ground. Yeah, Fighting Ground is just the traditional kind of versus, really. Yeah, so they mentioned something called Extreme Battle, where you set your own rules. Mm, which yeah. seems interesting. I think they did they, they give an example of like if you can knock down your opponent, uh, appointment, knock down your opponent <laughs> five times. Then yeah, you'd like, win. That's like, like a winning condition. Yeah, so I be think. Interesting. I think there was there was some other ones as well where it's like you have to um, sort of knock this bouncing bomb to to one another to yes. see who explodes. Yeah. That was that was quite weird, but new. <laughs> Um, but there was another one as well where there's like some like shock Tesla coils came down and shocked the stage or something. I don't know what that was about, but look cool. I think the biggest departure is obviously the world tour thing, isn't it? Mm. So you have a custom avatar who you roam around the city. Yep. And you're like learning from masters or something like that. Yeah, I think you can you meet the um. The characters in the city, and I think you can yeah. sort of learn techniques from them. Yeah, and you can buy clothing for your character as well that affect yeah. player attributes. Gotta look snappy. I mean, Ooh. on that, it um, it looked fairly in depth. The character customization, everything that you'd expect to be able to do. Mm, yeah. So you could potentially well, create yourself. Oh, I read a little bit about. It. Apparently, they've they've borrowed the character creation tools from Monster Hunter. So and you can you oh, can right. do a lot of different stuff like muscle definition you can change. Like oh, yeah, it sounds like off, it's yeah. really in depth. What do you think to the open world thing? I think it could work. If if they add a lot of content to it, like I think they mentioned there's 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 like random people you can like bump into and just start having a fight. Just start a fight. Yeah. <laughs> start yeah, fight. that's good. I just hope it's not like Yakuza Zero where you just jump straight into the fight <laughs> so if they catch you. It's like, I want to engage with them. I guess well, it'll be a, maybe a bit like um, Forza where you go up to them and you click a button and if they yeah, click it, then you challenge. start a race. You can yeah. challenge them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, d- I quite like this because it's just, I mean, there's so many beat-em-ups out there and they all end up feeling a bit samey. But, yeah. well, they, they don't, but in essence, it's just like two people fighting, like yeah, like side scrolling, isn't it? So they'll just have something a bit different. Mm, a good thing, mm. I think. They they shut off little bits as well, like um, you're like in the subway, and they like almost made the game into like a almost like you know like Final Fight or Streets of Rage, where you just yeah, start yeah, yeah. fighting like that. Oh, that was pretty cool. Like, ooh, this is a bit different. You implement this into Street Fighter. Yeah, I, th- I thought the Battle Hub area looked pretty cool as well. Do you know where they've got like the the arcade style thing where you can sit down at the arcade cabinet and challenge yeah. somebody that way? 
So this is basically... Yeah, that was the third it, mode, wasn't it? So is this a social hub, basically? Is this what this is? It looks yeah, it to be, like yeah. Because you had loads of different characters in the hub. And this... then you had the DJ area, and then the area for <laughs> DJ, the yeah, arcade yeah. cabinets. <laughs> so basically you robe around, I think, and then you, you just sit at cabinets and just challenge mm. other people, I imagine. I think I think that's the gist of what it was. Yeah, it's it's something that I think quite a few fine games have been implementing now. So sort of like a like a, a social hub place where where like you meet other people, you can challenge them or you can, you can join tournaments. For tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, they also said you could play some of the old games and like retro tournaments in there as well. They showed off like did see too, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I think I, I think I might have spotted Dark Stalkers as well. Could be wrong. There's another one of Capcom. And, and there's a photo booth in there as well. So, oh, yeah. The, for reasons. <laughs> well, then they finished off by announcing that there's going to be a closed beta, didn't they? Mm, yeah. October I, the, I, I, a little dance number. Have you? October the 7th to the 10th. And that's going to have cross-play as well. Yeah, mm. with PS5, Xbox Series and Steam. Mm. I'm glad this is coming to Xbox. Is that just for the... Is, just that, is that just for the Battle Hub bit, though? I think it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think it might be, for. yeah. They'll be testing the servers, so. Yeah. I might, I might give that a shot. Mm. I hope I get accepted. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't accept me when I asked to test Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, so hopefully this time. Come on, Capcom. It's your I, turn now. <laughs> I actually want to play this one a lot, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, uh, as we said, it's it's just something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. he's trying to do. Well, it wasn't all either because with the the world tour stuff, they did show off um, what is going to be the intro, sort of cinematic animation to it. Um, and with that, we actually got confirmation of well, everyone that's actually going to be in the game now, thanks to already knowing that due to leaks, but. <laughs> But I think Capcom was just like, well, you already know, so we might as well just show you anyway and just tell everyone what it's going to be. So um, I've got a list here. So we've got, the one, I think the ones we've already got announced was uh, Luke, Jamie, Kimberly, Jury, Ryu, Ehonda, Blanca, Guile, Ken, Chun-Li, and Dalsim. Those are the ones that we already know. The ones that are, well, we've still yet to see, but we know we're going to be in the game, are someone called Manon. Not sure. Uh, Manon. Marissa. Manon. Uh, Marissa, Fo- Lily. Fo- football joke to our American fans. <laughs> uh, JP, DJ, Cami, and Zangief, I believe. We've got 18 that's going to be out on launch. And all the others paid DLC. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> likely. No, good though. Good though. Really like the look of it. I think it's, um, I think they've learned a lesson from Street Fighter 5, where it was kind of, it came out in a very bare-bone state. Yeah. Um, and this one is looking to be the most content-filled Street Fighter you've ever seen. Look good. Quite looking forward to that one. Should be all mm. right. Right, should we want separate news? Separate news. What have we got? So, uh, yeah, do you want Twitter drama? Oh. oh, we always love a good bit of Twitter <laughs> drama, don't Twitter we? Drama. Yeah. So, YouTuber Dan Allen Gaming has accidentally exposed himself as a notorious leaker. 
Twitter. So in response, in response to a question from someone, he forgot to switch his Twitter account. So he tweeted from his main one instead of uh, his account, which is called The Real Insider. Mm. And this didn't go unnoticed. So it turns out he's been breaking NDAs, like on the regular. Like, yeah. leaking, leaking all, I think he leaked some uh, Assassin's Creed stuff, didn't he? Like yeah, I think that, that was the first one. Yeah, I think he was um, he was given some like press conference stuff before yeah. Ubisoft had that big Assassin's Creed stuff, and yeah. then he just like decided to just yeah. leave. So, yeah, so basically, it's Del- Dan Allen had it accumulated like a good following and all that, and then obviously he was yeah. invited to these events, and then he's secretly been having this other account where he's just been leaking it all, and um, yeah. Numpty. But he initially denied the claims, and he was like even messaging some people to, to tell them to stop spreading false rumours about him. <laughs> uh, but he he realised that the game was up, and that he, he just admitted it all. And then he put out a video on YouTube apologising, saying he did it all for the clout, and that he got a buzz from it. But he did he also, it for the means. But he also admitted that some things he said were just BS, and he just said it to. He did, yeah. What was it? There was, there was certain... Well, things about Silent Hill and Metal Gear. Yeah. He just Numpty. said it because, yeah, he just said it because he, he liked to get a kick out of it, basically. And, uh, he, let's just say he didn't get much sympathy on the internet from no. people. Yeah, I think he did actually initially, uh, I feel like this all happened because he initially had some sort of... Yeah, uh, beef, did he? Beef with, um, was it? it was Jason. Jason was yeah, Jason Shry. So basically what happened there is, um, I think he tweeted about this Assassin's Creed stuff, and Jason Schreier was like, "Oh, that uh, that's wrong." Um, I heard one of the code name ones was like he thought it was something else. I can't oh, quite okay. remember what. And then Jason checked with his sources again, and it turns out this real insider was right. So Jason Schreier apologized on Twitter, but instead yeah. of just taking that and being cool with it, this real insider slash Dan Outland just like uh, screenshotted all them and then put them all in a tweet and just put never forget so basically he just acted like an arse yeah and then, now this is all <laughs> and then Jason Schreier's proper gone after him now like, don't, don't don't mess with Jason <laughs> yeah because he looked at all like his previous tweets and uh, saw that both the Dan Allen gaming account and the Wheel Inside of was tweeting were tweeting at the same time about similar things so then he basically was like Oh, was, to was say, he the yes. one who kind of worked out that like these two probably no, no, the, no, he he leaked it himself because he forgot to switch his Twitter accounts and he just responded to a question that was actually sent to the real insider. But he said it, he sent it onto his own name. But basically, Jason just went back and looked at them all and said, "Oh right, he's tweeted about this game now, but on this other account, he's also tweeted about that game, but not quite as you know, not saying leaky stuff, but yeah, so." <laughs> Payback for Jason. He's pretty much shattered his career now, though, hasn't he? I mean, he's no gaming well, company can ever trust him with anything. So well, there's not... that, and I wonder what the wider repercussions are going to be. A square in is going to come after him for breaking the NDA and suing. I would. Is it Ubisoft? Uh, yeah, it was Ubisoft. Oh, yeah. Well, it might be numerous ones. I don't know. I don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. He might, mm. he might have other ones, but Ubisoft's they, probably they going to one. I mean, the most likely scenario is they're just going to blacklist them. So he's not going to get access to anything anymore. Um, but he has had the NDAs, so surely he's got some legal repercussions going through. I would have thought. 
Depends on how seriously you want to take it, though. Like, he leaked stuff, but is it, <laughs> it's is it imperative? They will. Well, they could do. I mean, they'd be justified in doing it. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah, broke NDA. Yeah. It's just how, how badly they want to destroy him. Well, that's it. Is it worth the time to do it all? As you said, did they just blacklist him from everything? They could say, well, you know, you apologised. Fair enough. Get blacklisted. But do you want the news that makes you go, what? I might make make that a regular feature. News that makes you go, what? Okay, get this. A spokesperson from the Afghan Ministry of Communication and Information Technology Hmm. said on behalf of the Taliban that the video game PUBG will be banned in the country of Afghanistan because it is considered too violent and immoral. What? I'm just going to leave that right there. But they're also banning TikTok. So maybe not all bad. Uh, I can understand TikTok. I can understand, yeah. Yeah, it's a time sink. You don't want the populace using that. So shall we just finish off with the news that I quite like? Because I started watching this recently. Is that another segment? News that I quite like? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, no, Ted Lasso is coming to FIFA 23. Now I saw that, yeah. So, yeah, Ted Lasso and AFC Richmond are going to be FIFA 23. So if you're not familiar, familiar with Ted Lasso, it's a comedy drama series that's on Apple TV. Other streaming services are available. Um, which stars Jason Sudeikis as an American football coach. I think he's an American football coach who is hired to manage a British football team with no qualifications or experience in the matter, and in the hope that he will run it into the ground because the owner wants to spite her ex-husband. Now, I've watched a few, few episodes of this, and that's the gist of what I've got from it. Yeah. But I quite like it. Um, but according to EA's website, so Ted Lasso, Coach Beard, who's like a sidekick, uh, and the biggest stars of AFC Richmond squad, including Jamie Tart, Danny Rojas, Sam Obisanya, Roy Kent, and Isaac McAdoo, will all be authentically integrated into FIFA 23, along with Nelson Road, the club's home ground. You can select Ted Lasso as your playable manager in career mode, or you can manage AFC Richmond by swapping them into the Premier League or any other playable career mode league. AFC Richmond will be playable across career mode, kickoff, online friendlies and online seasons, including the Greyhounds Nelson Road home stadium. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I quite like that. What star range do you think they would... Uh, three. I think, Three. Yeah, I, think okay. they'll, I think they'll give him just above average. I don't, think that, I don't think they'll make him super. Well, I don't know, I guess. If you've got an official license, I guess you want to make him look good, don't you? So maybe maybe they'll give him silly ratings. Six star. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever six star. <laughs> Funnily enough, um, that Roy Kent guy, or Brett Goldstein, I've seen a couple of his clips on um, on TikTok. And I thought he would just do his little skits and things where he does like interviews and sort of swearing and stuff. But if it's part of this, I might actually watch it because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good, Ted Lasso. I like it. I mean, that free subscription I got for having PS5. Money well spent. Well, not money well spent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Money well not spent. That's it. And I guess that's it for the news. Shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Yeah, sure. Anybody want to start us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off then. I'll uh, I'll kick us off. Um, so only the two games for me this time round. Um, only the two. Yes. So one of them, I'm sure we 
all share at some point because we did jump on it for a couple of hours, uh, which was Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to an old old favorite for me at least. Um, I don't know how you guys have found it, but I I always enjoy Borderlands, uh, particularly the second one. But I think the first one you can tell is um, it's probably it's probably a little rough around the edges. I'll say. Because essentially it's just pick a character, shoot people, claim more missions to shoot more people, maybe potentially yeah. collect some stuff, shoot a little bit more people. It, do, that's, it does that's feel kind of, very. Kind of it. Yeah, it does feel very samey. Like I'm finding myself getting a bit bored of it because it seems fairly repetitive. Like go yeah. go to a certain location, clear things out, click a button, go back. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I think it's definitely one that was designed more for co-op in mind. It's definitely more enjoyable and probably a little bit more challenging in co-op. But yeah, I think it's that there's enough good ideas there that obviously spawns sequels. Like I'll I'll be perfectly honest, the second one is a vast improvement over it, just because you've got an actual antagonist that you have to actually fight against and he annoys you throughout the game whereas this one's very much kind of plonks you in you kind of don't know what's going on other than there's this vault that you're meant to be going after and that's about it really so but i i always enjoyed my time with, with borderlands i think i've i've completed it again and i'm just going through with the first dlc which is the zombie island of dr ned which is which is a bit better than than the base game. There's the actual. It feels like it's got a bit more of a personality. You can see how they're trying to grow things with having like sort of a central character to sort of go up against and be a little bit more varied in terms of enemies and whatnot. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts were on. Yeah, to be honest, I, I I've enjoyed it most when playing it with you two because it's it it does feel quite isolated when you're playing on your own, just doing these missions, and it feels quite, just quite, lonely. yeah, yeah, that's probably a good way to say it. just, just lonely, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit quirky and a bit fun, but, yeah, it just, it is better with other people, and that's probably what it was created to be, more of a co-op game, but, mm. yeah, I've, I did a bit of levelling up, and I think I'm on, like, level 24 now, but um, this, this might check to that. This, this, this is partly why I'm not particularly enjoying it. Why? Cause you seem to be levelling up and I just feel like a third wheel, to be honest. Oh, don't feel like Cause, that. Because you keep running into these like enemy strongholds with like high levels and then I'm just sat there, just getting wrecked. And you've leveled, you've leveled your characters up and I'm just like, oh, what's the point? And I found yeah. in, and I found instances where you both just ran off. <laughs> I'm just like, I turn around and you're just not there. It's like, oh, where, the, oh, where, where, where are those two gone? And then I've ended, up, I've, I've, I've ended up feeling like I'm just playing single player in the co-op game, so occasionally. But oh, that's a shame. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't know. Ask Matt what level he's at now. But this is the thing, because maybe naively I thought, oh, we'll play all this together. You know, we'll all level up together. We'll all experience all this thing together, and then. You've just got to play it yourself and level just the cabbages up. But, but, but to be honest, when we are together, 
you tend to catch up really quickly. Like at the time you caught up to Matt's yeah, level. But, and, yeah, but that's because I'm yeah. yeah, but that's because I'm focusing on basically what I need to do, and then you two run off. So right. I, might as, I might as well just play him, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just need to communicate more. That's why well, I've, got, I've got three other characters that are lower level. I can I jump in with you. <laughs> when you say lower level, Matt, do you mean like level 50? No, I'm not that far yet. I'm only like level 39. <laughs> only level 39. Well, I'm pretty low level with the others. Like, the others aren't in double digits yet, so I can use one of them and experience your levels again. <laughs> you can carry me this time. Would you be willing to jump back on it, Mark? If we did run off? It's not that, it's the, it's the levelling now. It's like, you've ruined it. You're no. fine, you'll soon catch up. Right, what we'll do, we'll sit back, you can kill things. Sit back. And then if you need <laughs> us to jump in, just just give us the, <laughs> just sit on the, edge. the little finger <laughs> wave. That, that, and then we'll just watch me get wrecked. <laughs> Yeah. I, I did feel kind of bad that, that kind of one time when we had to fight those like two overpowered skegs and you guys kept on like dropping <laughs> I was like kept trying to revive you all the time and then there was a whole fiasco of like trying to get a trophy shooting you oh, which was God. just yeah. <laughs> that, I, I'm sorry I, I just thought I mean, that was hilarious he's there with like a slow regen shield on just like Getting hell for while you're like pelting all the bullets. Could have at least dropped the shield during that. It's just good, yeah. <laughs> but no. I, did, I didn't know you oh, could. We'll get a shield. We'll get a trophy for you, Mark, about half an hour later. Still not even. <laughs> yeah. And then add my ammo. Yeah, you ran out. Right, oh, thanks. As soon as you ran out as well, it's like that's it ended. Like, no, it's that, raw. <laughs> that was like the line for me. I got really angry then. Well, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Borderlands. That, that was one of my <laughs> fondest memories, Borderlands. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> Why am I not surprised in the slightest? What, another thing that I like is the death animations. I think there were a point where me and Matt got to and this person died and they were just like kind of rattling all over the place. I think yeah, I might have recorded were, it actually. Yeah, I think I recorded that. Body was just rattling all over. And then I think it just like suddenly just stretch, stretched. Like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And there's times where oh. we, we come out of the like map areas into like the hub and um the rendering is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Nice bit of well, that's that's why I've got on I've installed on a PS five so it it doesn't do that so bad. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's that's our experience of Borderlands. If we ever get back onto it, I'm sure we'll let you know. Or Mark. Different, different uh, opinions all round. Different, yeah. Right, the one other game that I've gone through that's been available for the last week or so um, and will be available for everyone pretty soon. I think tomorrow it's open for everyone. Is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta. Mm, I played a bit of this as well. I've as well. What's, what's your thoughts on it? Um, well, I tried to play it last weekend because they had the PlayStation oh do you have it pre-ordered do you get the early access no but there was a well, you know i thought there was an open thing as well maybe yes. that explains maybe no, that explains yeah, what i'm about to tell you eventually oh okay because because basically when i tried to play it, it just came up with a server so i never actually got to play it last weekend anyway ah but, but yeah so i started off with the team deathmatch hmm. it's just standard of course i don't know the name of the level but it was like something like resembling a campus or something 
don't know if you've played it. I've not touched Team Deathmatch to be fair. So. Yeah. But like, I got an alright kill death ratio. It's like even. And plus we won the oh, game. So I'll take that as a victory. Yeah. You won and I even. There we go. Yeah. Well, so what have you played then? So I've only been playing the last couple of days because I completely forgotten that it was, mm. it was open, weekend. Uh, yeah. last weekend. So what I've been playing is the game mode that's called Invasion. I did give that a try. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is like um, it's, it's like a it's like a mini ground war in effect. It's not it's not full ground war where I think that's kind of thirty two v thirty two. Um, this is twenty on twenty v twenty, but I think it's similar like yeah, it's twenty AI on each team as well. Yeah. So it, it makes it feel bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you start on a, on a essentially big map, and I think the goal is is whoever's kind of doing doing the best in score, the spawns kind of push more towards the the team that's losing. Yeah. I was getting a bit of um, war vibes from this. I mean, it's not exactly the yeah. same, but it's, 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 it's the closest similar. thing we've yeah, got. To like, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was all right. Of was, this the, was this the level on, like, a border or something like that? So, like, a border, border checkpoint? Blood cars um, and all that? And, or was this a couple of different levels that you played? I did the one that was ah, next, right. next to the uh, harbour. That was a different level for me then, yeah. I, I, I yeah. played this checkpoint. I, I've played a couple. I, I might have done the one that you've done, um, where it's, uh, it feels like there's kind of... It's like this, on the US border or something like that. I think. Yeah, something like that, I think. I might have played that one, but the one that I've... It's got like bridges most... and things like that. Like big, mm. massive bridges and all that. Oh, maybe I've not played that one. Though. I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing there. I just kind of... No, at around. first it felt a bit confu- confusing, because it's kind of essentially... Both teams spawn, you kind of rush towards the middle, and then you're kind of fighting for... Not necessarily space, it's literally based just... I think it is on just on score and kills and stuff. So, like, whoever's team starts kind of racking up and score higher their spawns kind of push back towards the other spawn, and so you're kind of essentially encamping on the other team. Like it took a war kind of thing. Yeah, in effect. Um, I, th- I thought it was fine. I was enjoying, enjoying what I was playing. Um, the sounds, I, I can hear the footsteps a lot louder than what I've used to in Call of Duty. I don't, I don't think that this sort of game mode suited my playstyle, though. This big, massive open area. It's just, I got my ass added to me in, in, in that. Yeah, the, the, there was there was one game where um, I was I was I was in a building just kind of looking out, seeing who I could find, and I think a guide walked in and essentially shot me. And like, my objective then for the rest of the game is right, I'm going back in this building, killing this guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he killed me about three times before I finally like caught him because I, I was trying you, I different you routes each time. <laughs> yeah. I was trying different routes each time. I was like, right, I'll go through the front door upstairs. No, it killed me there. Okay, I'm going to go from the building adjacent, jump over, come down the ladder, try and get him there. No, he was waiting for me there again. <laughs> uh, I actually got him, though, so I was happy with that. Um, so when we, yeah, when we got to the end of this invasion, uh, when we finished the match, mm. uh, it turns out I finished bottom of our team. Unsurprising. But I did get a, a weird bug. It's like, so I respawned like something like, seven seconds before the end of the match. Oh, yeah. And my character just started, like, randomly firing. It was like... 
just started shooting his gun, and I wasn't pressing the button at all. I don't know it, what. it treated your characters like it was an AI character. Yeah, it was really weird. It was just like non-stop, just firing itself and then mm. reloading and then firing again, reloading, firing again. And then I switched to my shotgun, which would be secondary. And then he just started going, <laughs> blasting on. It's just like, what's going on here? What's going on? And then the match ended. I must have like a right idiot <laughs> at the end of that match to my teammates. Like, what the hell's he yeah. doing? I, I found a bug in my gunsmith. Uh, with the M4, because like I've, I've leveled it up, I think it's like level six now. But for some reason, the only things that I can actually attach has been the handle. I've not been able to put like optics or like read, magazines. Stuff. I've read this. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I sort of watched a video, and the, there is a workaround. I think. I think you can do it if you're in game or something like that. So oh, you highlight yeah, it, and then you, and then you press square I think square. yeah I think that opens guns I, d- I think when you highlight over it it doesn't give you, show you that option but if you press mm. square it actually goes into it and then you can do it oh that's apparently, apparently there's a few random yeah. workarounds things that aren't quite working that you can do. well yeah I've, I've been hearing there's like certain guns that are meant to be locked for the bear that people have found like workarounds to gain as well like people have yeah. been rocking the mp5 yes apparently that's quite uh, apparently it's a devastating gun. Yeah, it's supposed to be one of the best guns. Yeah. So, no, I've been enjoying my time. Um, I might have to give some of the other modes a go because there's some new ones as well. I think we, we'd mentioned, didn't we? The, there's the hostage rescue one that I've not tried. That oh, yeah, yeah, I've not tried that. Um, I don't know how that works. Well, I can't see that going well if I'm playing it on my own, though. If I was like playing with you. Probably not, yeah. It's probably one way you actually have to play with a team. And yeah, I can't really. I can't really trust randos. I do hope they put um, Ground War on the bear at some point, because that, that was the mode that I'd love to play in on the original Modern Warfare. Mm. Um, really loved kind of just the massive battles, having to capture objectives and whatnot around the map, and then like it catered to like all styles, like some were sniping, some were kind of rushing objectives. Yeah. And others, so yeah, I'd like to give that a go if they, if they put it on there. I mean, I played one other thing on it, and that was um, Domination, but I did the third person. Oh, right. How was that? But I'd give that a shot. That was a very interesting way of playing it. Um, Certainly makes peeking around corners, like, more prominent as a tactic. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. So that definitely changes how you approach games, I think. Mm. But but you don't shoot in third persons. You still, like, zoom down. Oh yeah, if you aim down the gun, it goes into yeah, first. yeah. But you know, it was quite interesting. I quite liked it. Um, bit of a mixed bag, I think. Though I didn't, I didn't do too well. But it's called you. I never do too well. But um, we ended up losing that game. But I did get the most captures on our team, so I'll take that as a victory for me. Yeah, playing the objective. That's what exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. Play the objective. Yeah. But I just, I just wish they rewarded you <laughs> for a bit, a bit better. You know? Yeah. Well, Reward they... us for playing the objective. Actually, <laughs> they they have that um, system in it now with the with the streaks. You can tailor it to being either a kill streak or a oh, score yeah. streak. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. There's like an option now, whether you want to, depending on how you're playing. Like if you're playing team deathmatch, obviously you probably want kill streaks, and then if you're doing domination, you'll want the score streaks. So. But I'm not. I'm not good enough to get any streaks. So. Well, uh, I, so. I did get it's the. Maybe uh, worth thinking about that. Which one did I get? 
I did get all of them at one point in a in a game that I was playing. So I got like the the UAV, and then I think the next one was cruise missile, and the other one was um, the one where you pick three points on a map and they'll do like airstrikes. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I do want to eventually. I think you can get in the bit. I do want to unlock the launchers because I like when I was playing ground war. I'd always like rock like an assault rifle and then like a locked target launcher because like taking UAVs and har- like jet harriers that were always in, in the map. I was always like that guy. Like, yep, yeah, I'm going to focus on them if they're in. Not having this rubbish. <laughs> Screw your AC-130. But yeah, that's, they're the other thing that I played on it. I only played three matches. No. Might play in a bit more today. Yeah, um, I, I think once going through, I'd like to get back on it before it ends, so. But that is what I have been playing. So, so just so just finish off what I played. Yeah, I played, why not? I played, I played one other thing. And uh, with all the talk of GTA, it just inspired me to go back onto GTA Online. Okay. Now, it's been a long time since I've actually played it properly. Like, mm. I've been on it, prattling around for like a few minutes, you know, with my brother before we jumped onto like something else. But um, yeah, so some of the, some of the stuff that's on it is probably over a year old. That I just never got involved in, but mm. you know, you know, because we had this um like free one million thing offer oh, before, yeah, 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 before this next gen version got launched. So it turned out I had accumulated twenty three million, right? And well, there's no point in letting that cash go to waste now, is there? <laughs> so I decided to go and buy myself an auto shop. So a what happens is that basically a, a random person uh, at random times a person's car would be delivered to your auto shop, and then you have like a checklist of modifications you have to do to the car okay. that you're asked to provide. So mm. it could be like a respray in a particular colour that they've asked, uh, bodywork alterations and things like that. You know, add a spoiler, and it'll tell you exactly which ones they want. Mm. And then you have to pay for those modifications because of course you do because it's GTA, uh, but you do recoup that money back. When you go and sell it, so you then you have to deliver that to the person, okay. and obviously just make sure you don't crash the car. Um, but thankfully, you can do these in solo lobbies. So oh, good, good. Yeah, you, you don't get chased by jet fighters and things like that. You, you just you just do a delivery, you get towards the end, and then it orbital laser just comes down. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh yes, good timing. Thank you, sir. Really wanted. Um, yeah. But with it being GTA, obviously, you know. The game will screw you over by like spawning random cars at intersections that sideswipe you and things like that. Oh, yes, that's okay. that's how so GTA. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> I should know in that. To, to be fair, it is, it is. I'm just being facetious. It's just oh, GTA. Right. Sometimes it likes to be dodgy, doesn't it? Um, and there's also like a series of missions inside the auto shop as well that you can start doing. So if you register as like a CEO, you can like there's like a, something. I can't. I, I didn't really feel follow the story, but something about a train robber. But it's, so you do a couple of setup missions and then at the end you go and do this train robbery, which I've not attempted yet because it sounds difficult as hell to play solo. So I've left that for now. But now I also own an agency. Ooh, so, very I, nice. so here I am partners with Franklin, you know, who from the main game. And yeah. you are running a celebrity solutions agency. So basically you're helping celebs out of sticky moments, shall we say. And this is where the whole Dr. Dre thing came in. Do you remember that? The whole yeah. oh, Dr. Yeah, Dre yeah. and everyone's thinking, oh, this is GTA 6. It's like, no, of course it's GTA Online. So I've got to a bit where 
you are trying to find Dr. Dre's stolen phone. And as part of the setup, you have to break up, break into the FIB building and download data from its servers. Sounds like art imitating life at the moment, doesn't it? Uh, so I've, I've done that and I'm just waiting the next step. Now. Um, and then finally, I went and purchased a terabyte. So I, I think these have been around for ages, but I just finally got around oh, to buy yeah. one. So basically, this is a truck that contains a nerve center inside it where you can launch like homing missiles and interestingly drones. This was the most, this was the best bit. So these drones could be like flown outside, but they have to remain in like close proximity to the truck. But they can be remote detonated. But what's really interesting is the, the stun feature. So you can fly the drone up to a pedestrian and then just give them electric shock. <laughs> and so they just keel over on the pavement. Let's <laughs> just say lots of fun was had with that. Just just sitting in my truck, just... <laughs> yeah, there was a few missions in that as well, but unfortunately you have to do them in main lobbies with other people. and just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no chance. So basically, it turns out I just spent like four million for this truck to just give electric shocks to people. But money well spent, I think. It's lots of fun with that. Well, there you go. That's what we've been playing. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye.